spider can. Spins a web any size. Catches seeds just like flies. Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man. Hello all of you wonderful people out there, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. I'm not six, I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. <laughs> and this week we are going to be talking about one of the most anticipated movies that came out last year, Spider-Man No Way Home, directed by oh. John... Oh, what, what? You said last year. Oh, you're messing me up, man. Oh, we're already I mean, into it, a new te- year. It technically came out last year. I know. Yeah. Come on, man. Wasn't this I the know. most anticipated for the last two years? We've been waiting for this movie forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We've been waiting for this movie since since uh, Mysterio over there just, like, dropped the, the bomb. Well, I'm just saying. And we, J. Jonah Jameson popped up. We knew that it was going to come out in 2021, so it was the most anticipated movie for 2021. Yeah, and it came out at the very end of 2021. It's still 2021. <laughs> I know. Anyways. The very end. So, anyways. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, directed by John Watts, starring Tom <laughs> Holland, Zendaya, Jacob Bolton, uh, I'm sorry, Batalon? Batalon. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, Marissa Tomei, John Farrow. Full spoiler warnings from here on out, because this is a star-studded cast, so that's your well, one yeah. and only warning. I'm not done yet. I mean, at, at this, point, it's, at this point, we've given people plenty of time I'm not to done. catch up I'm not on this done. movie. I'm not done. Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina... Andrew Garfield, Tommy McGuire, with a cameo by Charlie Cox. Huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we've given people this, plenty of time. Yeah, fine. We've given people plenty of time. You missed I'm one. I'm still saying it. Who did I miss? Cameo by? Charlie Cox. I said that. Tom did Harding. It. Fine. It's true. Okay, yeah. Tom Hardy, Hardy, not Hardy. Tom Harding. Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Tom Hardy. Yeah, sure. He's, he's at yep. the end. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I completely forgot mm. about him. Because it was a completely oh. forgettable scene. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, well, you didn't watch the. Uh, okay. Did you watch? Did you miss the second after credit scene? No, I saw both of them. Oh, okay. No, he just didn't watch Let There Be Carnage. No, I have not seen Let There Be Carnage yet. I have Nobody not either. Has. <laughs> I have not seen it yet either. So I just, so. I, I, I don't know. Like, um. So I will say to I'm everybody ambivalent. here, I'm ambivalent on all we both can of those say at movies. this point. All we can say at this point is if you haven't watched anything with the Marvel stamp on it, whether it's Netflix or Sony or anything else, please hurry up and watch those because this movie completely blew everything out of the water as far as uh, limits and lines and boundaries. So please, please, please catch up. That being said, I have restarted Daredevil. Um, I've only watched two episodes, but geez, those episodes are long, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, they're draggy too. So wow. I'm like, I just, I know, I bet the I, first two episodes don't don't have uh, what's his face there. I still haven't seen D'Onofrio show up in the first two episodes. Well, of so course, I'm like, he's not okay. going to show up in the first two episodes. He's he's the villain of the of the well, he shows up in the uh, third episode. Yeah, yeah he, mm-hmm. they're not going to show him. But that's like, my point. Right I'm, off, like you got to get established my, with the characters first, and, and the main I character. Dare, you got to come on, man. I know, but this is different than what we're used to with the MCU shows, which are like six to ten episode shows, not like 20 episodes. These are all ten. They're all ten episodes per season. I'm just, I don't know. Then it's ten episodes per season. uh, It's all Walking Dead. Okay, here's the thing. This is going to be the entire podcast. Us just going back and forth. We're not barely into the episode yet. So So (laughs) let me me give you my history on TV show watching. All right. Here we go. So. No, 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 
I don't know. Here we go. So as far as sitcoms go, there was one show I watched that wasn't quite a sitcom, but it was a comedy series. It was called Undeclared. And this was basically Freaks and Geeks Part 2. All right. It's where you started seeing Charlie Hunnam from Pacific Rim and Sons of Anarchy and all that stuff. Uh, Seth Rogen, um, Jason Siegel, Jay Baruchel, um, a whole bunch of other people keep popping up. And Adam Sandler pops up and, and all these other people. But anyway, the show was fantastic. I loved it. I watched that. And it was one of the things I kept up with. Firefly, when that first came out, I was into it. I okay. hated that show. Firefly was I liked awful. it in the beginning. I hated I got Firefly. Into that. I will say this. they they The people who did like them, didn't they like end the entire series on this giant like cliffhanger and then never go never go back to it at all. I know it I know yeah, it got canceled prematurely. That's all I know about that show. Like well, I, th- I think I think I made, made it called through Serenity. I think I made it through like the first 15 minutes of the pilot. I fell asleep. I never went back to it again. And just by everything yeah. by all accounts everything that I've heard about that show it was like eh whatever and then just well, dude, when did that show come out? Let down of what the Late finale 90s, was. 90s early 2000s. Exactly. Late 90s. Or two. I watched it when it first came out, not like later on. Okay. So when it first came out, I'm like, oh, this show's kind of cool. Sure. And I got into it a little bit. I don't remember finishing it, but I'm saying like, he as was far weird as shows back I got into. Too, so it's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's when Wild Wild West was coming out. I mean, geez. Instead of Superman Lives, we got Wild Wild West. Thank so, God, too. Yep, I brought it up again. Thank God is right. <laughs> Thank God is get right. you, Brainiac. I will is take so I will, I will take... <laughs> I will take Wild Wild West over Nick Cage as Superman that any day. Is oh. a man's head. <laughs> I forgot about that. Anyway, that was my favorite line of the whole movie. Well, I think I think Nicholas Cage like how in the name of Zeus's butthole. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you know Arnold Schwarzenegger was a, was actually a, a thought to play that character. No. And <laughs> no. Yes, wow. in The Rock, they wanted Schwarzenegger to play um, uh, Goodspeed, Stanley Goodspeed. Okay, could you imagine that? No, that would have been horrible. Yeah, like Sean Connery and shit on Schwarzenegger. I mean, The Rock. Look, The Rock is the kind of like a cult classic at this point. The movie is shoddy at best. It's not the greatest oh, yeah. thing in the world, but I can't imagine mm. Schwarzenegger being in that film. It would have just made it ten times worse. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> but, but then again, you did have Nicolas Cage. See, so. but that's the kind of role that Nicolas Cage is good in. Right. Okay. Like, yep. 60 seconds. Yeah. He was yeah. gone. So, <laughs> good so my, uh, my whole point, though, is like as far as shows go, like I got into The Walking Dead, like we'll get into like the serious stuff. Like I watched The Walking Dead episode one, day one, the day it aired. I And I was like, this show is fantastic. Like it was it, it had drama. It had sci fi. It had horror. It was all it was a great show. Right. And the first three seasons blew me away. I'm like, I've never been like totally like captivated by a TV series before. I watched that. Then it started getting weird. And then I watched Breaking Bad and I'm like. Oh, everything is everything is over. Everything, everything is ends. like everything is you know pales in comparison to The Walking Dead. I wouldn't I mean, compa- compare some comparison to to Breaking Bad. I wouldn't say that um, for all as of, far like, as TV shows for the pantheon of TV that I've got in my head. There are contenders up there with Breaking Bad. Sopranos oh, is yeah. definitely one of them, except for the ending. I'm actually right. one of those people that like the ending of The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you you must love the ending of Dexter as well, huh? Oh, when he becomes a... No, 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 no. Yeah. 
Anyway, I'm not going to bother watching the next season or whatever of that, Mr. Lumberjack. It's really but, good. Uh, good for you. So, but wow. the point I'm getting at is, like, it, it took me a lot of time to get into, like, a series like that. So, I watched those, and then I watched Breaking Bad, and then I started watching, I remember, like, after that, it was Daredevil and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, my God, this show is really cool. And then, you know, as time went on, I moved on to some other stuff, and then we started getting all this MCU stuff really building, you know, because we did have, we did have, like, Iron Man, which was, like, it was fun, but it was by itself, but then MCU became this gigantic thing, you know, and then we started getting Star Wars shows and this and that. So for me to go back after going to all these things that are quick and here we go and it's all attached to go back to a Netflix series that was great. Like how many years ago now with Daredevil? It's like, ooh, it's it's a change of pace. It's kind of like going from in this ADHD world to the hold on, slow down. Character yeah, but building, keep, but get world back. building. I don't, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I don't agree Once with you. Neither do I, because once you're once you're back, like I, I'm almost done watching first season of Daredevil and Iron Fist, and Uh you know that first one or two episodes, you know, it's kind of introducing you, and then it just takes off, and it's really good. Okay. So these Disney series, maybe I only watched the first two again, but I'm just they they seem like slow burns right now. I'm sorry, man, but they are very cut by numbers. They pale in comparison to what Netflix did with those with those shows. 100%. 100%. I'm not saying I they're agree. bad. I'm just saying pace-wise, they seem like they, slower. These, these, these shows pale in comparison. You can't, you can't, it's not fair to compare the two at all. I mean, when you look at Daredevil, when you're introduced to... He can't look at us. When you're introduced to Wilson Fisk, he is so mad that he takes the head of a Russian um, thug, he takes his head off by just over and over again, bashing his head in between the the foot sill of the door and the car door, and just keeps mm. ramming his head. And it's just you see it. Just, That's it's, just great TV. That's just great television, right there. Mm. But it show. But it's if you good, look at good family look, television, <laughs> if you look at being introduced to William to William Fisk to um Wilson Fisk like that, versus how we were introduced to Wilson Fisk in Hawkeye. I would rather mm. Daredevil than Hawkeye. Because 100%. His, of course. 100%. And, that, and that's why Will felt that he was totally nerfed in, in Hawkeye. And, I, and, I was, I and, and to be honest with you, I don't think it's very fair for you to blame, oh, well, that's not good family television. Not all of these joking. shows are meant to be for the family to sit down and watch. I know that. I was oh, yeah, joking. Dare, so no, but, no, but, show, no, but the Netflix let, shows be, are not meant be to be honest, family. Be honest. You want them this to conversation. be. Yeah, I know. And no. we, yes, you do. You wanted to be able to take no. your daughters to see Joker, and you were mad because it was rated R. The, you, uh, you, the, I wasn't, these I wasn't are planning things, on taking my daughters the, to see Joker. No, yes, you were. You're like, I can't <laughs> no watch them with my daughter. No, yes, I can pull up the audio of you complaining about this. You've <laughs> actually said these words. I want to be able to take my daughters to see this, and I can't because it's rated R. And what? And you were no, no, very no, no, upset. I, not I want to. It's like I would want to. The point is we're talking about we've got superheroes, right? Or hero, yeah, superheroes. They're superheroes one way or another, right? And we watch all these things, and then suddenly it gets to one chapter of the superhero story, and suddenly it's rated R. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my kids can't watch this. Like, well, you know, when, you know. when, they, when they introduce Deadpool to the MCU, which they're doing, sorry, the kids can't watch it. You know who, you know who introduced that? The whole rated R, like, who really made it big? Was when, they, when DC did uh, The Watchmen. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that was garbage. I hated that movie, but they introduced <laughs> I hated it. it too. I actually like that movie too. Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like but, that movie. But Netflix, Netflix. I mean, did. I love, I love the graphic novel ten times more than I like the movie. But yeah, but Netflix did. A, they actually did what MCU did with Avengers, and they called it the Defenders. And they did an eight series, an eight uh, episode miniseries of it. Yeah. And they did a mm-hmm. fantastic job bringing in Luke Cage, Jessica yeah, Jones, know. Punisher, and Daredevil. And um, mm-hmm. no, not Punisher. Um, yeah. And Iron Fist, and it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. It was great, even right. though I didn't care for Iron Fist. I liked Iron Fist. Uh, season one. Season I think that's two, the weak not one. good. Season one was fantastic. I think that's the weak one of the bunch. That's just me. I don't know. I like the backstory of Danny Rand, so. But. So. Um, so we're here for Spider-Man, So though, we're right? talking about yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, we're here for Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> right. No home. So. Well, we just had to get that out of our system. But the, my point is, you know, at this point, since everything is now connecting, it makes sense for all of us to go back, revisit some of the stuff that we didn't consider part of the story because all bets are off. Right. I'm actually watching um, Arrow, Supergirl, um, Flash, <laughs> Gotham. Because <laughs> at some point they're going to tie that into it too, I believe. <laughs> I mean, if Disney gets their hands on Warner Brothers, then <laughs> then then we're done. <laughs> Sorry, Neo guys. shows up. Crap. Yeah, right. It's, it's been fun. It's been fun. I mean, dude, look what they did with Space Jam too. They brought the Gremlins into it. Gremlins, Harry Potter, like everything was brought into that. That sounds we're like, horrible. Oh, oh, we're 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 done here. That like sounds, that was the, that was like the that sounds the Warnerverse. Ah. Yeah, so anyways, yeah. Spider-Man anyway. No Way Home. Um, Have we even gotten to the opening scene yet? Absolutely not. <laughs> not but, and I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even going to start with the opening scene. Okay, I'm going to start about an hour in. I'm going to start with <laughs> the way that we each individually feel about this movie. Um, Chuck, on numerous occasions, you have stated that this is your favorite uh, um, MCU film thus far. So far, yep. I re- I'm I'm going to start with you, man. I'm really curious as to why. You're ready to stamp this with best MCU film so far. I, you need to explain yourself. I've held off with asking you this, but now I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Because personally, I think A, this is nowhere near the best MCU film, and B, it's way too soon to even consider it something like that. I would have waited until, you know, you had, you know, something digital or the Blu-ray in your hands and you can actually sit down and watch it on your own. That's just, that's just my opinion, but... yep. Go for it, man. I need to. I need an explanation. <laughs> Why for me it's my favorite? Yeah. So it's not my it's not my favorite movie. It's my favorite MCU. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Fine. Um. So, the the reason why I liked it a lot was for was for a bunch of different reasons. One, um, I, I thought the. St- the the storytelling in the movie was fantastic. First of all, I thought that way, they did a really good job with the storytelling. Um, leading up to it, they did what a lot of other movies don't do. They gave you drops of scenes that weren't actually in the movie to throw you off in the trailers, which I appreciated. That that really, you know, it. I was expecting one thing and got something different. Um, but more so, I think the biggest thing for me is like, remember that feeling when you watched Endgame and the two times when one when 
Chris Rod when uh, Captain America picks up the hammer and everybody was like, oh, I knew it when Thor is like, I knew it. And then when he says Avengers assemble and those two points when everyone's been waiting for that for so long to actually hit the, the movie um, with this, I think just watching it, getting 20 years of history. I'm one of those guys. I, I appreciate the nostalgia of things when it's done properly. And I thought they did a really good job bringing in the other two characters into this, as well as all the villains. Um, the crazy thing is, is what I like about it too, is they didn't introduce a new big baddie. They kept all the same big bads, um, but they actually made them better in my opinion. And uh, they just, you know, it brought up 20 years of, you know, film that I love, um, a few that I don't, but it actually brought life back to those films for me for, to a certain degree. Um, it captured a lot of what's going on. And for me, when I have that initial feeling, I got that feeling both times that I watched the film, like, Oh, this is so cool. Like, this is great. Um, and then seeing all the tie-ins from other universes, the Sony universe, the Netflix universe, all that being tied into it. For me, it was like, this whole world just coming together as one. I love the whole thing. So when we all watched Avengers for the first time, we were like, how are they going to introduce, how are they going to bring everything in? How are they going to bring in Thor and Iron Man and all this? We watched Avengers like, oh, they did a great job doing that. By tying in all of these different universes into one, I thought they did a fantastic job with it. And it just, it gave me goosebumps <laughs> for lack of better words. I just, I overall just, I loved how they did it. Um, and I appreciate, I know we were talking with, with Lee a couple weeks ago, um, where one of his friends kind of poo-poos on the whole nostalgia thing to a degree. I like it if it's done properly. And I said this before, I think they did, they, they did this one really, really well, which is why I like it. So, so a little bit, can I, can I just, can, can I ask one question? Sure. You, you appreciated the fact that the trailers showed you scenes that didn't exist yeah, you you appreciate you appreciate that they straight up lied and showed you something that was not actually in the movie. We really have no room to talk on that regard. We ripped the Spider Man three, a Spider Man three, the Superman three trailer to shreds because of how much that that <laughs> trailer actually like dropped. So we really have no room. To, I don't think we have a lot of room to talk there. I'm gonna let Chuck go. I agree with him on almost every point that he made, with the exception of the story that's in this movie. I think the story. There's holes everywhere. And you're going to get into that when you do things involving multiverse and space and time and, and time travel, I guess, if, if you want to call it. You're going to run into a lot of holes. There's, I'm going to say this right now, there's no way this everybody forgets Peter Parker thing sticks. It's not going to happen. This is that, 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 There's going to be a MacGuffin somewhere down the line. And I have an argument that it was already introduced in this movie. That's my issue and that's what keeps this movie from being pretty high on my list of mcu films thus far I, can, I, can i just ask if the MacGuffin is the black dahlia necklace yes okay <laughs> that's one of All them right. that's one so, of them An another thing another <laughs> thing is you know multiverse of madness and we have no idea what's going to be going on there and strange is going to be doing a whole lot so it, it's just it's very it was the way that this movie played out for the story and it being self-contained. First of all, let me give props to MCU for actually doing a trilogy that is basically 
um, Spider-Man's origin story. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before. It took three films to get him from under the poor supervision of an adult to inside of a New York apartment. I don't think anything like that's ever been done. So I appreciate that. And they kept me entertained the whole way through. No problems there. Mm -hmm. The story in this movie, it's lacking. That's just my opinion. I there's 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 a lot wrong there um so lee thoughts before so i'm gonna agree with you there that the story is lacking mainly because if if not for the fan service this this would be half a movie true because so chuck you and i watched the uh the pitch meeting of this and yep. it's pretty spot on <laughs> when it gets to the point where he's explaining he's like oh yeah and then like andrew garfield and homie wire is like oh yeah i loved him in sea sea biscuit sea biscuits tight <laughs> okay yeah well that's that's fantastic however it's like you need to watch all these movies and then it makes sense oh, if you never 11 hours saw, and 47 minutes later <laughs> yeah if you've never seen any any of the Spider-Man movies, this movie would only be 50% enjoyable at best. Yeah, but you can say that for a lot of the MCU movies. MCU, exactly. But the fact that the other Spider-Man movies are not part of the MCU is what makes it go, ooh, yeah, they this did, is not part of the same realm. They did a really so, good job. They did a really good job with the first Avengers movie to make that kind of self-contained where you did not have to watch every movie out of phase one. They True, did but a that's because job. Avengers was so early on. It, that was 2012. You're right. You're right. Only four years later. You're right. And we just had like these basic little like tidbits of who people <clears throat> were. Thor just came out. We got a little bit of who Thor and Loki were. You get that Loki's his brother. Okay, and then we all kind of get together and move on from there. I think the only but, I think the only reason why you would have to watch all of the other Spider-Man movies to understand this one is for the few emotional gut punches this movie throws at you. Truth. Aside from that, and, uh, and all the jokes, and all the jokes to an extent, all the jokes. Well, I mean, you're amazing. I love that was you are amazing. All you have That's... to do is know the title of the movie. You don't have I, to. I, I know that. <laughs> I know that. But like, still, the, the point is like all of. Listen, you're asking me my opinion. I am. My opinion. It, there's more to it. You are interjecting. <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is in order for this movie to be as impactful as it is for the three of us and many others who have been following Spider-Man and I mean, really Spider-Man for all these years since night or 2001 Two. when the first spider was it, are you sure 2002. The first one was supposed I to come out in 2001. I looked it up. It got pushed. 2002. It was, a, it was originally supposed to be 2001. Maybe. It got pushed. Maybe. Okay. But either way, I it remember came out waiting in for it. Either it way, it came out in 02. <laughs> the, the point is, for the past 20 years, regardless of whether you're talking about last year or this year, 20 years ago. You know, I just want to point out if this years. was either one of us, Chuck, he would have been the first person to say something. He would have pointed oh, it I out, know. Mr. Literal. But when oh, we I, do it to him, it's the point Captain, is. I've, anyways, I've, I've, I have just, dubbed him Captain Literal since we went course, to the theaters like, a couple years ago. Uh -huh. Continue, yeah. though. Go ahead, man. Continue. But, but the great thing is nobody has ever asked me if I would give a man a foot massage because. I have. No. On multiple occasions, well, I have. Okay, fine. <laughs> so. <laughs> My point here is <laughs> the majority of this movie is fan service and you need to have seen or get the references for half of it for it to be as impactful. Um, Agreed. As impactful. Agreed. 
as it is. Oh my gosh, the entirety of MCU is fan service. If you it's have not, really not. I'm it's sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. It, I don't agree with that at all. It's really you can not. you can like the movies for the movies, but when you watch Endgame and you hear um, Avengers assemble, or you see yeah, you from, see him from, pick up the hammer from MCU. But it's, if you don't, MCU, if you I'm don't talking know about the, another universe, but if you don't know the comics, then I'm sorry that that that's going to do nothing for you if you're not. It's 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 fan service to those who have read the comics who know the stories. Outside no. of that. No fan service. Never read the comics. I know that Avengers Assemble is his line. We all knew that. Mm. Didn't have to know the comics to know that. So yes, if we were all comic fans, like super comic fans, yeah, we could have either been very happy or very upset <laughs> with half the stuff the MCU did. Right. Because they changed a lot. And if you're, but they also if you're a, a Spider-Man fan, you can either be very happy or very upset with what they did with this movie. It, yeah, and, <clears throat> and there are people who are very upset with Iron Man 3 because they made the Mandarin a total joke. He's just an orange. Yeah. So, <laughs> think, hang on, hang on, hang on. Named after a chicken dish. <laughs> we, I, under, we, I understand. That, that podcast is never being aired. <laughs> <laughs> I understand where Chuck is coming from, how the entirety of the MCU is essentially fan service once you get past a certain point. Like what the I'm sure if we actually sat down and thought about it, we would find the exact movie and moment where it's like, okay, everything after this point, fan service. However, oh, yeah. however, I do think that you can pick up each one of those movies independently from one another and still have a good time with it without having seen anything else. You can watch right. Guardians without having the entire backstory of MCU films that came before it. You can Absolutely. watch you can watch Ragnarok without having seen the other two Thor films. You can True. it's it's there. You can watch the original you well the original. You can watch the first Doctor Strange movie without having seen any of the other MCU movies. You don't they're not a necessity. But this movie here to your point Lee it is almost a necessity that you had to have watched all the other films. You have to have at least right. some knowledge of the two Amazing Spider-Man movies and the three Sam Raimi movies. You, you, right. you have to have that. So I, I do right. agree with that. So then, so then here's my point. Then. So then here's it. my point then to all of those who haven't seen the original Spider-Man. <laughs> Why are you on this podcast? Yeah, right really. Now? That question. <laughs> but then, there, there, this right here, there, this movie is the highest grossing movie in box offices for one weekend ever, which means that... It's number two. It's number two. It's behind Endgame. I heard it beat Endgame. It didn't, it didn't beat Endgame. Not yet. Not yet. Last time I looked, so it's number three for a Wednesday release behind both Endgame and Force Awakens. And from what I understand, opening week or opening weekend, I think it's behind Endgame. Either way, it's up there. It's up which there. means that you're and absolutely plenty right. of and plenty have pe- and plenty of people have seen the the original Spider the the first two Spider Man sagas. Let's call it. My my opinion is I love the movie because I'm a fan of the entire uh, of every uh, Spider Man franchise we've seen. I mean, definitely the Raimi verse I loved so much better than the Amazing Spider Man movies. Uh, but I feel like if you didn't see those movies, or at least no, I, I, if you didn't see those movies, it's not going to be as enjoyable. 
But that's the I mean, point, that's, though, that's is they given, didn't make this but... movie for people who haven't seen the other movies. There's one. Right. There's one scene out of either one of those Amazing Spider-Man movies that you had to have seen in order to get the gut punch in this movie. Right. Only one. Oh, absolutely. Only one. Absolutely. So I I don't know, man. And it's and, redemption all the way, though. Of course but it is. It of is. course it is. Not saying that it's not. I don't know. So I I. I but you had to get it. Yeah. Well, of course. It wouldn't make sense yeah. otherwise. Of, co- of course, but how? But take that same theory and that same principle and apply it to every other movie out there that's got a trilogy or a saga and say, you know what? If you didn't see the ones before this, then you won't get this one. There's so but, many of those that do that, and I but think the difference they took, here is that's like saying this is very um, heavy-handed, very, it's, it's very, very heavy-handed. heavy-handed, and it's and again we're talking about different universes of movies. I get you know, that, but they're introducing that's like, that's like the saying, multiverse, though, which is why they did that. I know, and that's that's what we have to remember here. This is very different than anything else we've really watched in movies. You know, we're going to start seeing stuff like The Flash that's bringing in Michael Keaton at some point, And we're going to be like, oh, man, like that's going to be the same thing. Did you not see The Flash trailer that came out like a month I did. ago? Well, then I did. There you go. I mean, but that's my we point. All know we're what's start, a, we all know what's under that. that sheet. Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> but we're get, But that's my point is we're going to be getting these things now where it's like they are tearing down the walls because they have nothing. No original else ideas to do anymore. No original They've ideas. Got nothing. Let's just let's just resurrect Michael Keaton and put him back in the cowl. You know, I mean. Uh, but that's what we have to deal with. That's what we're working with. And, I, and it's like they're making these movies for us. Like, I feel like this movie this specific Spider-Man movie was for us, for our generation that was so excited when Spider-Man first came out and loved the first two Spider-Man movies and said, oh my God, look, they just brought all this back and made it a reality, you know, into what we've just learned to love, which is this new MCU. So all of it together, it's like they did this as a gigantic like hug to all of us who've stuck it out since the beginning. All right, so can we actually start the movie? Now? Absolutely, we can start the movie. Sorry about that. Little technical difficulties on my end. I mean, I apologize no, I mean, to both are of you. Not even. We're, we're that, way in. We're way. We're into thirty-three this thing. We minutes even, into we this, and we haven't even started the film. Yeah. I mean, that just that just so the, goes to show how uh, divisive this is between the three of us. I guess that we went off on a thirty-minute tangent before we even talked about the first scene. Has it only been 30? 30, 30, 34 minutes almost. Sure. Well, I started recording oh, a little geez. bit early, so. Anyways, yeah, okay. so the movie starts properly with exactly how Far From Home left off, with explosions going on all over the place and Mysterio revealing uh, Peter Parker's, well, Spider-Man's uh, true identity as Peter Parker, and you get this really weird voiceover of J.K. Simmons doing his best Alex Jones impression. So I want to, the first thing that I want to talk about is what's going on on the street after everybody realizes that um, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. There's, there's this mob mentality thing going on. This is one woman who literally reaches out and tries to rip off his mask. It's the weirdest yeah. thing in the world to see. Um, it, it, it's, just, it's just really weird to see everybody just kind of turn against him at the drop of a dime because. Yeah. It's, uh, sure. That's all going yeah. on. Well, he's been. There was that, he's and then the deep. guy, like you know, everybody was like turning into a reporter, like, "Are you Spider Man's girlfriend? Are you Spider Man's girlfriend?" 
Like, <laughs> like, dude, hold on. He's Spider-Man's been demasked before, though, and people did not have this reaction. Right, and Spider-Man Two was a fantastic film. Yes. On the train, the I watched that scene again, and I at like a day ago, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like the coolest scene in a superhero movie. You know, he sits there and finds a way to stop a train, passes out, and they and they stop him from falling. They bring him in, and they're like, oh my god, he's a kid, like no older than my son. Oh, we won't tell nobody, Spider-Man. Like. Okay, and it's like it was. It was an amazing scene. It's an amazing scene. I just, I still think it's ridiculous that everybody like, oh, he's just a kid, and Tobey Maguire looked nothing like a child in that movie. No. Well, I mean, he he was shaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so Peter and MJ they web themselves back to uh, Peter's apartment or his, his, his Aunt May's apartment, and there's just absolute chaos going on outside. There are helicopters and news reporters all over the place. It's a mob scene outside of the apartment. It is absolutely ridiculous with the way this thing starts off. And the only reason why I'm mm-hmm. spending so much time on this is because I was really disappointed where it kind of went nowhere. Um, I, I really wanted them to spend a lot more time on the ramifications of the world knowing who Peter Parker was. And like the whole, mm. you know, Mysterio thing. And is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Everything with Star Tech. It really only plays out in the first few minutes of this movie. I thought exactly. it was going to last beginning. a lot longer. It, it's Yeah, the big, the big issue comes, we can't get into college. Oh my God, my yeah, world is over. Exactly. Like, what? That, that's, and we're, and we're, that's, we're, that's we're gonna it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So anyways... <laughs> Like you would imagine, Peter is arrested, everybody is arrested, the, the the feds come rushing into May's apartment, and they get whisked away. So The, uh, the, Depa- the Department of Damage Control. Right. So anyways, <laughs> my first point of contention and why I do not think this spell that Strange ultimately does is going to stick is because of this line right here. Where Peter is like, all you have to do, I don't have any tech. It wasn't my fault. Just ask Nick, ask Nick Fury. He was with me the old, entire time. And the interrogator looks dead at him and says, Nick Fury's been off world for the past year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm jumping with, way ahead. I have Steve to. Steve Rogers. Hang on. Yeah. 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 I'm not. <laughs> Steve I, I wasn't on the moon. Okay. Yeah. I'm not even going to bring that up. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm taking, I'm taking the tinfoil hat off on that one for this because I want to be serious. <laughs> it's a running joke. So my first point of contention with this spell is this line right here. Nick Fury has been off world for the past year. This spell that strange does at the end of this movie. And I paid attention to his words. Everybody on Earth is going to forget who Peter Parker is. Does this apply to Nick Fury? Does this apply to Captain Marvel? Does this apply to anybody else out there in space who might know who he is? It's, it, that's part of the MacGuffin that I was talking about earlier. And we know that this Captain is a Marvel problem. knows him because she says the line. Yeah. Oh, hi, well, Peter, hey there, Parker. Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering, is that... That, that has to be in there for a reason. Strange's wording when he's casting this spell, this line right here, something else that comes up later that we're going to talk about, I, I, I don't think this whole spell thing sticks. So I know, so we're, I know we're jumping Yeah, we're, no, we're, we're going to do that all throughout so, this movie. So, so we have to say this, and this is my whole point and opinion here. Um, the way they did this was either a marketing downfall or a marketing, like... It was a genius move. Explain. So 
we've had this whole issue right now where there's this whole Sony versus like Disney Marvel thing going on. They finally gave an out for Spider-Man where he's not really tied to the majority, we'll say, because of what you just said, majority of the MCU characters we know now. This has finally given Tom Holland Spider-Man and the ability to be in the Sony Marvel films and not have to be tied to all the Iron Man, this, that, and everything else stuff. But because of what you just mentioned, which makes sense, there's still the um, Captain Marvel, the Nick Fury, anybody else who's off-world, Ty, it still gives them the ability to cross over if they need to. So at this point, they're basically giving him like a, a hopper pass. You know, he can go to uh, he can go to Magic Kingdom. He can go to Epcot. He can go wherever he wants at this point. Spider-Man has free reign to go between Sony and Marvel now because of what they did with this film. And I think I, I think it's it's a marketing like I, I hate the whole cash cow thing, blah, 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 whatever. But as far as, you know, what they're doing and what they can do now, I'm like, I, I think I'm kind of OK with it. And that's that's kind of where I'm sitting, because now, you know, we can see this crossover with Venom and, and the, you know, the Tom Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man and Morbius and all that stuff like they're able to connect all of these now because they've opened it all up. Yeah, I guess. I wasn't even looking at it from a marketing standpoint. I was more looking at it as a storytelling well, mechanic and like a way out. If Marvel ever decided, true. hey, we, we, we need people to remember who Peter <laughs> is. Oh, have Nick Fury come back and remind, you know, remind people like, hey, yeah, that's 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 a very easy. That's a very easy thing to solve. Right. No, they well, can. But the I'm looking at it from the is, standpoint of what they set it up. If you look but. at that conversation, too. When Parker actually asked Doctor Strange to redo the spell, he says, go back to the original spell. Well, what was the original spell? For people to forget who Spider-Man was. No, for people to forget who Peter Parker was. Oh, that he he was Spider-Man. Yeah. That he was Spider-Man. That he was was Spider-Man. Right. That's the original spell. That he was right. Spider-Man, and this spell was not the original spell. No, it was for no, it everyone wasn't. to just forget who Peter Parker was, but not right. forget who Spider-Man is. So Spider-Man right. still exists, but Peter Parker does not. Absolutely. Now, why didn't he just say, can you make it so people forget who Mysterio is in whatever he said? Because that would have just, well, then I guess credits, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> That's much. the end of the credits. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's no movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's why. Come on, man. Seriously, like you could have just said, "Can you make everybody forget about that video and just make it not exist?" All done. No, no. They have to make it no. complicated. They have, <laughs> they to, have make to make it very it complicated. complicated. They had to find a way to bring the other two Spider-Men into the exactly. The and I know exactly. I know. So hindsight is twenty twenty. Anyways. So Peter's sitting down with this interrogator and Mary Jane, Mary Jane, MJ and Aunt May go walking by and both of them at the same time shout out, don't say anything without a lawyer, which I thought was hilarious. That was, that was just great. Um, this interrogator here is laying it on pretty thick to, uh, to MJ at start. Why would a smart young woman like you be mixed up with a vigilante for? 
And she kind of gives that look like, okay, yeah, you're right. So it's kind of planting that seed already that she's having some doubts in her head about everything that's going on. Well, she answers every question. Like, she finishes all his statements. Oh, of course. But I'm talking about the the final scene where he lays out that line, why would a smart young woman like you be mixed up with this vigilante for? And the way that she looks at him, like, through the side of her eyes kind of suggests that, you know, she's maybe thinking the same thing. So I really, really, I really like that. Yeah. You don't think so? I didn't get that at all. No, really, I did not get that. Hmm. Okay, I, maybe, I didn't. <clears throat> maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's the way that I watched it. Um, Ned immediately spills the beans. This same interrogator <laughs> walks into the room. Can we get him some snacks? Can, can can that happen right now? You've been sitting here for a while, and he can't even finish the first question. So when MJ told you, whoa, 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 whoa. MJ, I knew before MJ. Yeah, I'm his guy in the chair. I helped him do all this stuff. I helped him hack a suit. Oh, so you're Spider Man's so main accomplice. So you're his main accomplice. It is priceless. And just oh, it was great. And just the way that he... I'd like I'd like all my words to be stricken from the record. Stricken from the record, please. <laughs> so it was it was very well done. Um, and then we see the interrogator later on, and he's sitting across from Aunt May, and he's going on about child endangerment and how irresponsible hey, hey, she's are just you? May. And, She's just May I'm here. I'm going he to call her, Aunt, her May. Aunt May. He just calls her May. Leave me alone. I'm going to call her Aunt May. She, she deserves that. After what she did in this movie, she deserves to be called Aunt May. So, she should be go ahead. Aunt Ben. Yeah. Aunt Ben. <laughs> wow. 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 You know, Lee, okay. I'm not going to tolerate this, uh, this gesturing of this whole film this whole time. Gesturing? Gesturing. You are mocking the film. <laughs> He's get on the, board with the plan, man. He's not, he, he's not the only one that's going to mock parts in this film. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with him with this. Anyways, so we're back in the Parker apartment, and they're sitting down with a lawyer. Oh, baby. So. <laughs> oh, baby. I have been looking forward to this. So uh, a, a few weeks ago when we were talking about, um, oh, my God, when we were talking about Hawkeye. And we first, you know, started thinking about Kingpin. This is why I thought Kingpin. So I'm just going to say it right now. This part of the movie was spoiled for me. I knew that um, Charlie Cox was going to be in this. So that's, that's, I kept my mouth shut to the two of you. So I, I knew he was going to be in this. I knew that it happened. And it, it, it didn't ruin it for me because of what he actually does. So he's sitting there and they're going back and forth about everything that Peter is going through. And Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock thinks that he's going to skate on these charges altogether. Happy, on the other hand, (laughs) has got some problems. He's going to be under federal investigation for some missing Stark tech. Why? Why are these television shows like Hawkeye and now all of a sudden this movie harping on missing Stark tech? That's, that's like a thing now. Like, I, I kind of feel like no matter what happens, no matter where the MCU goes, Tony is always going to be some kind of center of attention. Well, yeah. It's, the, it's their way of Tony. resurrecting Tony. It's, it's their way of bringing it back to the beginning. I know. Tony started it all. So, I know. yeah. He funded everything. It's, it's, it's something that Chuck just said that gives me pause. Like, it's their way of resurrecting Tony, because I know eventually that's going to happen. I'm not looking forward to this at all. But they're not gonna, I don't think they're going to resurrect Tony. Like, we've talked about this before. I don't think they're going to resurrect Tony. We've already seen that in What If, 
you know, but my point is well, they're not going to go all zombie with they're, it. They're not then yeah, no, but they're not going to they're not going to resurrect Tony in an untasteful way. Mm. If they do it, it's going to be like a time travel bump into them. Hey, I'm Tony Stark. Oh, cool. Look at me. See you later. And then that's it. Or they're going to have some type of like Ironheart, which is there is an AI Tony Stark somehow around still. Kind of where I'm at, too. That's that's what they're going to do. None of the charges against Peter are really going to stick. Happy, on the other hand, he's in a federal investigation because of missing Stark tech. <laughs> I hate this. It's, I, at I, least I, he used a good picture. At least, at least it's a good picture. Him with that mullet looked ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because the only time we saw that mullet was in Iron Man 3 when they had that flashback where he first met um, uh, Yurik? What the heck was his name? The, the guy that he, he beats at the, um, in the cave. Yeah. And that's when he's, he bumps into uh, Dusty Dinkelman. I mean, um, uh, Aldrich Killian. Say okay. that one more time. Sorry. I, I said I said when Tony bumped into Dusty Dinkelman. I mean Aldrich Dusty Killian. Dinkelman. <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, so, so moving that on. was the time we saw him looking like that. He still he had the mullet. Anyways, Mullets. so moving on. Um <laughs> Peter and May come to the wise decision that they're gonna have to go and live somewhere else for a little while until this whole everybody knows Peter Parker thing blows over. Smart decision. It's just, you know, they end up going to Happy's apartment, which he has, like, ridiculous locks on the door and everything else, which I, I guess you would expect for him to have. Um, and the missing Stark tech just happens to be in Happy's back room, where, I, okay, the fabricator? Yeah. He's frozen again, yep. isn't he? Oh, no, you're not frozen. Okay. No, he's frozen. He's not frozen. He's just waiting for you to say something. Okay. Um, Peter and MJ, you know, they, later on that night, they have a nice little chat about, you know, getting accepted to college. If they get accepted to college, we'll more on that later. And Peter's newfound fame, which this, this talk was kind of cool. I actually liked it. I like getting to know MJ a little bit more and how sarcastic she is. And it's really the best word I can use is cute to see them acting out like this. Aww. It's exactly. It's an awe moment. Peter returns to school to complete pandemonium. Um, MJ has a diehard fan with a picture of her on his shirt. And he literally asks her, MJ, MJ, are you going to have little Spidey babies? It is ridiculous, this guy. I can't. Um, this guy is annoying. This guy bothered me. We then see, we then see Flash, who wrote a book called Flashpoint. And it's all about his adventures with Peter Parker. <laughs> Chuck, how do you feel about Flashpoint? Oh. That's just MCU's way of bringing in DC to the whole thing. And it was just you really, Yeah, come on, man. They don't need to do that. I'm they surprised. They could have left, they I'm left that whole... I, we were, I was in the theater with Lee, and I was like, they could leave DC out of this 100%. <laughs> like, DC... First of all, DC was the first. They started the whole multiverse thing on film before MCU did with the TV shows. Um, Nobody does film anymore. You you know what I mean, Captain Literal. So what I'm trying to say is they did all their shows and they introduced <clears throat> this multiverse idea in DC. And the first time they started it, they called it Flashpoint. Yeah. And now they bring Flashpoint into MCU. So that, uh, 
that was the one part of this I was like, yeah, that was that that one thing I did not like. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a nod or a slight or or what it is the MCU was trying to do, but it's almost like it's almost like they saw the Flash trailer and superimposed this one scene in there just to be like, haha, just to See, I just took, just as I, a knock. I took it as, oh, you can, you think you can do the multiverse better? Here, hold my beer. <laughs> I guess so. Sure. Yeah. But All right. I don't know. I the the one thing I do like about how they did it with DC was all the different heroes were on different universes and they all come together. They're not all in the same universe, which I I appreciate that. Whereas in MCU, they're all in the same universe. <clears throat> I mean, the thing is, Flashpoint mm-hmm. is not just a DC thing. You know, Flashpoint's also a, sh- a cop show. I mean, Flashpoint's a word. Oh my gosh, here we go again. Really? Really? Oh, oh, I'm, just, I'm, you just, know, I'm just saying. No, no, everybody <laughs> who watched this movie knows exactly what that was a reference to. Th- th- this was not referencing some obscure cop show that you're talking about right now, sir. Or like the word <laughs> it, you know. It's, it's a word. Of course it's a word. But they're they're purposefully doing this. They're introducing a multiverse concept, and then they're throwing in their flashpoint. I th- I think they're just taking a dig at DC. Like oh, they, it's big just, time. Yeah, probably. I think they're just taking a dig at DC, and it's. it's but you it, know what? You know I what? Will though the word dig is just a word, so you really can't. That's right. You, you That's can't. right. They ripped off dig dug. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will say in this scene we're talking about here, the whole spider babies thing. It was funny because the day before we we saw um, No Way Home in the theater, we watched um, Homecoming just to kind of like, oh, let's get the beginning. Okay. You know, like I've seen Far From Home way too many times because it was so good. I loved it so much. I just thought the uh, same the whole uh, what's that? Same, same. I've seen I've yeah, seen Far From Home I, I way just, more than I've seen Homecoming. Oh yeah, like I, I probably watched Homecoming like three times in total. Mm. Like I love it; it's really well done. It's a good movie. But I, I definitely watched Far From Home like way more because it was just it was fantastic. The, the way that they it's the better movie. The, oh yeah, the <laughs> way that they did, um, the way that they were able to do things that we saw in like video games and cartoons by using drones and like VR, like you know, or AR really was like. It blew me away. I was like, "Wow, they actually did stuff that you wouldn't expect to see in a real movie." Yeah, you know, when when he had that whole like weird sequence when he got hit by the train and everything, like that blew me away that they did that mm. and it made sense with like technology. All of that, anyway. And plus, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but Jake Gyllenhaal was fantastic in that movie. Oh, he was great. So, he was perfect playing playing the dual role. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, but. Uh, so I rewatched it. So when I saw this scene, I laughed out loud when I heard, and you only hear it, you don't see it. You hear the guy go, do a flip. Watch it again. Mm-hmm. Watch No Way Home. When everybody's like mobbing around him as he's trying to get into the school, you hear that that guy with the really high pitched voice go, hey, aren't you that Spider-Man? Do a flip. Rewatch um homecoming and you'll see why it's funny hmm. it's it's so simple the guy's just like do a flip and he does a flip he goes yeah you're cool and he like runs <laughs> off and it was like it was just done it's like aren't you that spider guy do a flip i don't know it was funny but just to hear it in the back it was it was almost it was it was so f- simple and in the background it was almost like you can hear you can do it you know that they kept doing in all the happy madison movies like it became like that thing for spider-man now 
the whole do a flip. I know, whatever. I thought it was funny. Do a flip. Whatever, guys. Move on. You're on the do a, do, do a flip. <laughs> Anyways, so Peter makes it into a school finally, and it's just, it's even more pandemonium. Everybody has their cell phones out. Everybody's taking pictures and videos of this poor kid. And the principal and his two buddies that we saw from um, Far From Home when they went on their vacation are there. Principal? Hmm? No, no. They're not principals. They're just teachers. One was a science teacher. But it was a principal. Um, Why did I think he was the principal? No, no, no. There's so the coach, not? which is um, what's his face Hannibal. there, um, Hannibal. Um, there's J.B. Smoove, yes, who's um, a, a, he's a scientist, yes. right? He was the one who kept saying like the warlocks and witches, whatever were coming, right? And then the other guy was what a math teacher, is he? I think, or or was he a history teacher? teacher? I don't know, something like that. Something, something. but he yeah, okay. I thought I mean, for still, some reason I, I, I still think it's funny. No, not okay. the principal. He was just another teacher. Right. It's funny because if you still remember him, the first time we saw him in the MCU, he was just a student in the computer lab in Incredible Hulk. Oh wow! That he he bribed him. That he bribed his way in with the pizza. And then he's sitting there using the computer, and he looks over at him, Martin Starr, and he's sitting there, he's like, ah, eating the pizza. Like he's like, hey, thanks for giving me this pizza. I'm glad you're here using my computer. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a it's a little Easter egg that if you if you go back to that movie you catch on oh my god it's the same guy and now he's a teacher sure it's 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 funny so this teacher um, reveals this massive shrine that they have built for Peter <laughs> and there there are pictures and and memorabilia and everything sculptures, else. sculptures crochet but the best one the best one is a picture of Peter and some of his friends and they're in I guess it's during their trip. This teacher didn't even like Photoshop it correctly. Just took a picture and cut it out of himself and like glued it, <laughs> glued it into this picture, so it looks like they're all together in this photo, and it looks absolutely ridiculous. It's the funniest well, it's like, thing. Yeah, in the world. so so some of the students and, and people here decided to do this. Like, no, you did it all yourself. And he goes, Yeah, hey, yeah, I, I was a part of it. I helped. Right. He's like, I, I hope you take a moment to sit there and look at it. He's like, Yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> right. But but Hannibal Hannibal not having has any to be of the, it. Not having no, any like, of this. Full the stereo on, was right. Full on conspiracy theorist. <laughs> tin foil hat on. Mysterio was right. We know what you did. We know what you did. We know what you did. It <laughs> was fantastic. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. so after that whole crisis is averted, uh, Peter is on top of the roof of the school. I guess they're just letting the kids on top of the roof of the school. And Where's Spider-Man? MJ is reading some tabloids, and there is an article in this newspaper about how Peter Parker or Spider-Man may have hypnotism, and it's how he's hypnotizing women, I guess. It's... I believe it. There would absolutely be a tabloid like that if it, if superheroes actually oh, yeah. existed. It would get a little like, bit... Can, can we just chill out? Absolutely, my spider lord. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of MIT talk and a lot of living together. I love the this crime in Boston, right? Yeah, wicked crime. It's it was wicked crime. He said, "Oh, wicked crime." I don't even know if he did it on purpose. Yeah, I'm pretty sure think... Chuck laughed out loud about that too. He's like, "They said wicked." <laughs> he said wicked. Oh my god. So things get a little did bit a better. More... Accent than Mark uh, than uh. Any other Caprio? New England accent that people, <laughs> wow. actors do. Wow. Oh, come on. Wow. Yeah. So, MJ, things get a little bit more serious because they're talking about living together. They're talking about MIT, and MJ gets this really, really pitiful face going on, and she basically says, if you expect disappointed, if you expect disappointment, you can never be let down. Yeah. Eh, sure. So, thoughts? 
Well, that's how we go into movies, right? (laughs) Expect to be disappointed? That's how we go into movies that we get excited about. Sure. And that's how we went to the Star Wars movies the past two. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, we sh- no, we should have gone you into were excited. Last Jedi. You were very excited. I would not watch the trailers because I want to get excited. <laughs> you were very, very excited. For movies that I'm really excited about, I do not watch the trailers <laughs> the last, like, four months. Just pointing it out there, man. You were very excited for those Star Wars movies all the way up but until the end. You held on. You held. You had hope all the way up until the end. Hey. Leia told me to have hope. Of course. All right. Oh, blame, really? Blame Leia? S- sorry, CG Leia CG told me Day. to have hope. Oh, that's better. <laughs> CG Leia told you to have hope. So, um... That, that horrible CG. For whatever reason, we get a whole college rejection letter montage thing going on, and it all culminates with them all getting rejected to MID due to the recent events. I think that's kind of messed up. Yeah, You're going to reject bit. these kids just because they know... Spider-Man, like, or they know Peter Parker. Well, like, the funny thing is, like, especially right Ned and MJ, they... I can understand them rejecting Peter. Like, nah, we don't want that. We don't <laughs> want that bad publicity. We do, that's 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 too much. That's too much juju. Like, you, you so can... when I re when I rewatched when I rewatched it again, the most recent like when I re- recently rewatched it, immediately like one of the first tabloids we saw was all three of them on the cover. Mugshots. <laughs> yeah, it was like immediately like the first one was all three of them, yeah. and I was like, wait. What? Like, I didn't notice that the first time, but the second time I was like, why? Like, man, they're really laying it on thick that they're all just, like, horrible people. Okay. Aunt May wasn't there. Sorry, May wasn't there. No. So, oh, but okay. But happy. You can say Aunt May It's okay. <clears throat> you we can say Aunt you. May is okay. We will let you say Aunt May. You He's not going to say it. No. I'm not going to say He's it. He's not going to say it. That's not what I mean. That's not what she's credited as. He has to, <laughs> he has to keep it up, man. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'm not going to lose my 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 level as captain here. Sure. Anyways, so after the rejection letters go around, Peter's feeling a little bit guilty, and he thinks that he can help by paying Doctor Strange a visit. <sighs> okay. He basically wants Strange to go back in time and make it so the whole Mysterio thing never happened, right? Problem. He doesn't have the time stone. Why? Uh, because it had to, it, he lost it. Where? When? He gave it away. When? He gave it away. Endgame, to, they got to destroyed. Thanos. Yeah. I was under the impression, I was under nope. the imp- hang on, I was under the impression that Rogers was supposed to return all of those stones to their point of origin. So Great yes. One should have passed it down to Strange. He should have it. Yes, he had it, but he didn't give it he didn't give that one back. They had that one. They had that stone. What do you ta- no. Yes, they already had that stone. So they took the that stone. That was the that same he stone that got destroyed. Right. They went back. He they got destroyed. They went back back got it brought it back again and then brought it back to the original origin point so it got destroyed again by they thanos. got destroyed when and where by thanos mm. on the off planet tony mm-hmm. tony is the yeah. last one who has the stones so unless they were destroyed when tony snapped <coughs> strange should have the time stone they brought all the stones back at the end of endgame after tony snapped tony snaps 
They Rogers returns snaps. them all. Rogers nah. returns all of them. Rogers returns all of them. This is not this is not me asking. This is this is the movie's time travel rules. Uh-huh. You take the time stone out and you put the time stone back. Right, but then everything up and everything up until that point already happened. So when it so the time stone was in today's present, like you when when um Hulk, Banner is talking to when Professor Hulk is talking to him, he goes, When you bring it back into when you it, it's the it's the stone's now future. So the stone's future is ultimately to still be yeah, destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not the past. How is it gonna be destroyed? How is it going to be destroyed if Thanos never snaps? Thanos did snap. The snap still happened. He He got killed before he got the opportunity to snap. They go back. They go back. Hang on. They go back in time. Thanos time travels back to a previous date and dies. There is no future for Thanos after that. The time stone that they used for Tony's snap went back to the Great One. Right. Right. And the Great One would have passed it on to Strange. Who gave it to Thanos? No, because there is no yes. Thanos. There was a Thanos. There can't be a Thanos. There was a Thanos. A future, so a past version of Thanos is killed, and he's still able to yes. somehow survive. Yes, this makes no sense. Of, because of the time travel theory of this violates this, entire, this no and, stop this stop franchise. this violates this violates its own rules of time travel. No, it doesn't. It violates any other rules of time travel that we've ever talked about in any other movie. And that's the issue with with all of this stuff right here is this created a branch. It created a there was a variant that created a new timeline. No, and that's, that's the not what the great this. one. That's says. why we can't follow it. That's not the mm. rules that the great one lays out. Well, ask Professor Hulk. You remove the time stone mm-hmm. and there is a branch. You put yes. said time stone back and branch is closed. Correct. That is it. Time is then so... linear again. There's no yeah. reason. Listen, there's no reason why Strange shouldn't have that time stone. <laughs> but Thanos still had the stone. He can't because... because he's dead. But Vision should have the stone then too and still be alive. Absolutely. Bum, bum, that bum. one thing would resurrect. So many people. Wow, true. Absolutely. And that's the issue we're running into here, and that's why time travel screws up everything when we talk about continuity and stories. Hmm. So it's one of those things that you that, kinda because of time travel, you kinda have to like for example throw your hands up one in of the, the air biggest, and just go, ah. <laughs> What? Just throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, okay, <laughs> and move on. I can't. Well, it's like, for example, Will, you're not a Doctor Who fan, right? Not really. I understand okay. the concept of Doctor Who, though. Well, there's if you no, he prefers Doctor What that was on a different channel. Sure. <laughs> I like Doctor Pepper. Doctor Pepper. Doctor Pepper. Oh, um, yeah, it's got twenty three. There's flavors. a there's a there's a an episode um, called Pandorica's Box, where oh, the Pandorica, where he gets Doctor Who is like the he's a time lord. He travels. That's what he does. He travels in time. But, he gets locked in the Pandorica. He cannot get out. The only way to get him out is for his DNA to touch the outside of this giant prison box and it opens it up. So what happens is the future him comes back and then touches it and then unlocks it. And then that pres that present him 
goes to the future and then comes it creates this giant it's it's impossible it could never <laughs> ever happen even if time travel made sense he would have to get right. out of the pandora's box to go to the pet in order to, the to future, be the to future him to do, do it. it yeah but they but, but he but they but their their definition and their reasoning to it is time travel is timey wimey like a big ball and it just keeps going stuff so right. it's one of those things you just go okay <laughs> yeah Let's okay, move so buy it for we have this. this time. So like, we have this entire series of television called Loki, where they go through it talking about space and time <laughs> travel and variants and alternate realities and and all kinds of things, and it means nothing. Yeah, I'm supposed to just throw my well. hands up in the air and say, "Oh well." You just wave them around like you. That's just That's where don't it care. gets tricky. I'm not going to do that. I'm That's sorry. Right. I'm not going to do that. You know what? Here's here's the deal for you. I will I will forgive this and forget all about it the moment Lee forgets all about Wolverine and Zandamantian claws. Not going to happen. See, they, well, then there you go. So we're at a standstill. So are you more mad about the Time Stone or the um, the other one in Vision's head? Well, all the I guess now that back. you bring it up, I guess now that you bring it up, I'm mad about both. Okay. Because neither one of them make very much sense. No, 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 they don't. So I. Okay, that's a problem that I have. That I didn't. I didn't even think about. Um, I didn't even think about vision. To be honest with you. Yeah. Huh. The mind stone. Yeah. Huh. That's a okay. Great. Perfect. Now I have that to think about yep. for a little while. Anyways, Thanks, Chuck. after um. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're bringing him back, so. A white version, vision. white it's, vision, a version of vision they're bringing back. But they're still bringing them back. It so. just, it, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the ship of Theseus. I guess, I, whatever. Anyways, so Peter finds out that, oh, Strange doesn't have the time zone anymore. And it's it, it, at first it's like, okay, never mind, I didn't mean to bother you. But then Strange tells him about the ruins of Kof Khan, which is basically a spell of forgetting. Wong... <laughs> Apologies, <laughs> is not having any of this. He says the spell is way too dangerous. Travels the dark border between known and unknown. Like, very, very do not do this, but <clears throat> Strange is going to do it anyways, and we're off to the races. And it's just yeah, Wong and wants trailer, absolutely nothing to do with this at all. Go ahead and complain about the, the trailer the, for a second. The trailer, Wong said, don't do it. Strange says, okay, I won't do it, and then winks at Peter. In this movie, like, it, it was very, very obvious. Like, this is not like a, oh, there was a slight difference here. It's like straight up totally different. He says, all right, well, don't get me involved in it. Have fun, like, basically. And he goes, okay, see you later. Like, that's very, very different than I don't it. do this. So did I. That's that's one of the things I liked about you, the trailer. They gave absolutely. They did some misdirection so that we, we couldn't figure out what's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and... There's a difference between a misdirection and a straight-up lie. No, who cares? I'm going to go I, ahead and I ask you... Lied I'm going to go ahead and ask you to pick a side, sir, because on one side of your mouth, you want to complain the trailer's relieved, re- revealed too much, and on this side of your mouth, you're saying, this trailer lied to me. I'm upset. There's a... I'm, I'm sorry. I'd, I'd rather you keep things simple, <laughs> leave us guessing, and don't lie to us. I'd rather you lie. You'd rather people lie? Okay. So I'm going to give you... I'm going to... Listen, the next movie that we get, I would we're gonna do. I'm to gonna, g- I'm gonna give you a description of the next movie that we're gonna do. All right, I, I won't tell you what the movie is yet. Um, I'm gonna give you a description and say, hey, we're gonna watch this movie. You're gonna read it and go, okay, this sounds great. 
and then it's going to be something like uh, the Ginger Dead Man. No, no, no. Which but is nothing a, no, like no, no, what I described. The they they did they gave a good portion of what the movie is about in the trailer. They took my point is it's a, it's a lie. So what? So what? I feel it's a line. To. It's one oh. line. It's, hey, it, but but the, hey, the difference is. Hey, Will, is... do you have a tissue? Like, like legit, dude. You were complaining <laughs> a couple of weeks ago that this trailer gave a lot of way, and now you're complaining that it lied to you. Like, can nothing make you happy? <clears throat> no. Oh, no, there. No, well, then there is the answer. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that they gave us that little misdirection because it wasn't like they gave us, you know, it wasn't like they showed us a preview for. Thor, and then gave us Spider-Man. They <laughs> gave us this preview, and they misdirected one small scene, which actually made it better for me. Because it was like, there wasn't this huge, you know, Why? issue. Because, because there, there shouldn't be an issue listen. between Wong, Wang, and <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> listen, my point is, what would be the difference if that line was actually in the movie. So answer that question. What Not would much. be the difference? Not much. So then, why, right? so then why the issue? So why lie to us about it then? That's my because point. It was, why lie about something so stupid? Because it just because it made hang it, on, hang on, hang on. I, I I actually have somewhat of an answer for this. I don't know if you'll accept it or not. I think, mm. and we're gonna get into this later in this movie. I think at a certain point in this film, we're supposed to question Strange. Yep. Okay. So it could, it doesn't completely explain why the trailer was misleading, because, mm-hmm. but it's, it, to me, that would be acceptable. Well, I would question Strange if I had what happened in the trailer, which is he's going against somebody who's got some wisdom because he's been doing it longer. Uh, only and because he's been blipped. Us, uh, us only all- because he's been blipped for five years. No, That's, he's been doing it longer. Wong, no, Wong has been involved in this stuff a lot longer. Than I get he was. that, but he was supposed Beyonce. to be so, uh, the so, sorcerer supreme, whatever. But he was blipped for five years, which is the only reason why Wong got it. The I know, only but Wong, Wong, Wong was obviously involved in all of this stuff a lot longer, and he has more wisdom. My point is, he, I would trust Wong over over what's his face there because, you know, he's been around longer. Yeah, it's well, about, in this you know, case, experience. he's Wong. And take Dr. it up, Strange take it right. up, you know what, take it up with the great yeah. one and, you know, ask, ask, go ask her why she didn't just choose Wong to be Sorcerer Supreme. Because he's not the white one. There you go. He, he's, he's the Wong <laughs> one. But he is the Sorcerer so, Supreme now, though. Yeah. He is the only Sorcerer because, Supreme now. Only because I know. Strange was blipped for five years. I, listen, your, your point is irrelevant. You keep saying that. I get that. But if Strange just, was blipped for, if Strange wasn't blipped for five years, he wouldn't even have to ask Wong. He would just do it. Listen, there's a lot of stuff that the trailer gave out that was not actually accurate. If you watch the trailer again and then you hear the actual lines in there, Doctor Strange says in the movie something about you know they they find out that pe- these people were gonna die right. In the trailer, he says something along the lines of these people were killed by Spider Man. That's not in the movie. I know we're we're we'll get there hang on, to these hang people on. who are brought I, I in. I feel like I feel like there's a role reversal thing going on here. I'm usually the one who's supposed to nitpick at little things like this, so get off my shtick. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, this is very, they this is gave very a bunch of really me. weird stuff out. They gave us a bunch of really weird stuff out here 
that didn't make any sense because the trailer specifically said, like he said, like these people die at the hands you know of Spider-Man. Let's just, blah, blah, let's blah. just, let's just do this moving forward. From now on, any new movie that we watch, Lee is no longer allowed to even watch the trailers. That way we can't even have this conversation. <laughs> just go into the movie blind, watch the movie, like it or hate it, leave it the way it is. And then there's no of this half hour conversation about, you the, can't, the, you okay, can't stop me. Hang on. So I, I, okay. So I understand what Lee's saying. I just disagree with it because trailers have been doing this forever. Forgive me for not having an example off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that if you go in the library of trailers that have been going on for the past, I don't know, 70 years, you are going to find things that are purposely taken out of context. Yeah. In order to mislead you, or they put a deleted scene in the trailer. I would much prefer yeah. a, a trailer lie to me so that I'm not, you know, potentially spoiled on something, rather than it just this is the first throw out everything. Throw out everything on the table. I've I seen plenty of movies. Time, I've seen plenty of movies, mm-hmm. and just like, well, no, nothing off the top of my head right now. But I've seen plenty of movies where they put the deleted scene in the trailer. I know, I've seen yeah, that as well. That's, that's a thing. And, and I go, oh, are they was supposed lying? to be there, but it wasn't there. But are no. they, so that's a lie. They showed you the no. they, they showed you a scene, took it out, and it's no longer part of the movie. They are straight up if, lying okay, to you at that so, point. But if the T2 trailer had Schwarzenegger smile, would you be upset that it wasn't in the movie? <laughs> would that bother you? <laughs> I'd be very confused. I'm like, what was that? And I, I, yeah, I'd probably be annoyed. Like, why did we see him <laughs> smile there? An, okay. All no, right. I'm not, I'm not like, uh, the th- it's just about lying. It's just about lying. It's not about anything else. It's just like, why would you straight up lie about okay, that? Lie. I understand if something was a deleted scene, okay, whatever. But the point is these scenes, the situation was in the movie. The situation was in the movie and they straight up changed the relationship between two people. They changed the relationship. How did they change the it's relationship? It's like, it's like if. Between Wong and and Strange, the outcome is still the same. Wong warns Strange not to do this, and he does it anyway. Their relationship yeah, is still the he's, same. He's, but and but Wong the, the difference is like the different. Here's the difference. Strange said. Strange lied and said, "Okay, I won't do it," and then winked, as opposed to him convincing him and saying, "Okay, I'm going to do this." That is the big difference. That's a character change, which we see at the he, end. Of this movie, and that's going to probably play part into what's going on in multiverse. To a point, maybe, but that's my, why my point that, is, that's with, kind it's, of it's, a, said, it's a, a character. Point, there's a point. Well, mm. there is a point in this movie where the character of Strange changes. Well, it changes his mind. Yeah, of course. Mm. I don't know. He changes his mind we'll, we'll, and we'll, agrees with. We'll get to something else that happens. Whatever. We'll get to something else that happens in a little while. But we're off this for right now. Anyways, yeah. anyways, so there's going to be a spell of forgetting that's that's going to happen right now. And yeah, they, we're 15 minutes into the movie now. They go off, hang on, they go off into Strange's basement or his his dungeon, his lair or whatever, and they're getting ready to cast the spell. And much like Quill messes everything up in Infinity War, Peter just can't help himself. He's changing things left and right. He wants his friends to remember him, his girlfriend to remember him, Aunt May needs to remember them, Happy needs to remember them, Strange needs to remember who he is. And it's just one change after another, and, and, and Strange just can't keep up with everything, and the spell becomes unstable and strange very wisely and quickly shuts everything down and pretty much keeps everything contained i don't know the rules of magic but the fact that now all of a sudden the spell becomes something tangible that you can just hold in your hand is a little bit eh, from from my liking that's way out there 
No, that's what he does. That's what he does. So it comes down to this. Strange basically tries to be dad right now. And he warns Peter about living double lives. And that's going to be the most dangerous thing. And yeah, Peter's getting a little bit upset. But Strange gets even more upset when he realizes that Peter didn't even try to make a phone call (laughs) to change anybody's mind at MIT. Like he just he did say at that point. He's like, listen, I know we've been through a lot of stuff, but I forget that you're just a kid. It's quickly for, a big deal. It's quickly forgotten as soon as he realizes you didn't even call the school to try to change their mind. Your first impulse was to come to me to, to do something like this. Come on, get out of here. And he's quickly shown the door, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Peter makes yeah. a couple of phone calls. He's able to find one of the administrators for MIT, and he amply goes to see her and they're talking on the side of a highway not the side of a highway on the 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 overpass and let's let's talk about the fact that the stark network is down and he has no access to facial recognition or anything stark related there's there's no tech at all his suit does stuff that's only like it's it's as if the internet doesn't exist he has no access to anything anymore that's actually kind of a big deal that's a big deal but i like it Oh, I like it, too, because it's, it's finally bringing us to Spider-Man, yes, not I like it. Stark, Iron Man, Spider. Yeah, pretty much. You know? I'm, on, I'm on board with that. I, I didn't even have that written down. Thank you for bringing that up. I completely forgot that they, uh, you know, the, the, the feds basically shut everything Stark-related down, which, yep. again, I absol- I'm absolutely point, on though, board with. Wouldn't, like, half the city shut down? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, depends on how many, it depends on how many pockets Tony actually had his hands in. Quite well, they bit. took down the Stark Network. Doesn't mean they took down the arc reactor that was powering half the city. That would be foolish. Well, the only thing we know last we knew was the arc reactor was... The arc reactor, though, was powering his building. It wasn't powering the whole city yet. Was it just his building? It was just Stark building, and that which they sold. What movie was that? I thought was that it was, Ultra? I thought it was... I thought it was... Maybe not the whole city, but I thought it was like a portion of the city. Like, Tony was really excited I thought it was. about that. Uh, was, yeah, he was like underwater, set yeah. it up. What movie was that, that though? Was Age of Ultron. And, it was Age of Ultron. And, okay. But it's just his building, though. It's just Stark Tower. Okay. Which, yeah. Maybe you're right. No Maybe you're right. Regardless, they, they, they basically shut down Stark's network. And it's, you know, one of the reasons why even in Death of the Hero, even, well, even Dead of the Hero doesn't work anymore, Edith. Um, so that whole thing's gone. Peter is now basically blind, which I absolutely love. I hated that they were kind of making him Tony Light for what three movies. It it just it doesn't fit what Spider Man is for me. So you know, stripping him of all this tech, fully on board with. Let's let's get back to basics. So Peter's in the middle of the highway talking to this administrator from MIT, and all of a sudden, things start to go awry and. Otto Octavius makes his arrival and demands the return of his device, the power of the sun in the palm of his hands. And then there's a fight scene. <laughs> I love it. Do you? Yep. I liked it. I do I liked too. The, it was, I liked the whole uh, thing, and then I liked on. the fact that there was the... Uh... I'm not going to say I like the whole thing. <laughs> I like the beginning. I love the fight. It's awesome. It's 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 fantastic. It's exactly what it needs to be. It establishes Otto Octavius as a, a a force or something to be reckoned with for the time being. Anyway, right. That's so that. the two fight. It's like every other big bad fight scene that you see with the superhero. It's on a bridge. 
and there are cars flying everywhere and Peter's doing his best to both fight, defend himself, and save the people that Octavius is putting in danger. Okay. Then it happens. Octavius has him beaten and then uses one of his mechanical arms to steal nanotech from Peter's suit. After <laughs> this happens, this. after this happens, this. a little device... It was, it was funny. I thought it was great. I know you hate it, Will, but I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> after this happens, a little device on Peter's arm says, new device detected. And he basically <laughs> packs Otto Octavius's low. arms and nerfs him completely. <laughs> I thought it was great. I, I laughed my butt I off. I hate this. See, this is the thing, <laughs> though. You hate is it. you keep saying they nerf these characters. They're all dead. So they're already nerfed. He doesn't look you, dead to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you go back... Octavius does not look dead to me. They, they, bring, they come into this universe the moment right before they die. So in all of the other films, they're already dead. So and that's why you they're, they're bringing all these baddies back back because they can't bring them as today's baddies because they're already dead he's dead um they're all spider-man beat them all already so so they're not nerfed they're just so i'm sorry octavius is rendered inert because of stark toys right but he was dead already no he's not dead though he's he's right in front of you man he's on screen he's fighting peter like it, it, this is right, the, but this that's is because the, the MCU happening. is so great at resurrecting specific characters. No, what I'm saying by dead is he died in Spider-Man Three. Fine, he drowned. He'd, fine, he died. He died, and right before that, he gets brought back to this Ex- scene. So exactly, but he's here, and there was a fight. And if it was a fair fight, Octavius would have won. Well, my Spider-Man my pro- beat him hang on, once. hang on. My problem is, my problem is that he's taken out because he was hacked. I, eesh, that's 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 so. Yeah, but in Spider Man Three, he died Shredder style, like he like in Secret of the Ooze. He drowns in a river. <laughs> I mean, I would much he, rather I would much prefer a villain drown like that in like a fight or or whatnot, as opposed to I am going to hack you now. Your arms are mine. Here, let's we're gonna pull this car out. Now I'm gonna wrap one of your arms around your body so you can't go anywhere, and you're you're my <laughs> lapdog now. That's basically what happened here, and I can't, I can't stand it. I'm sorry. I, I can't swallow this. This is a lot. Lee? Eh, I, I, um, I, I thought it was funny, oh, and I enjoyed it. That's it? You just thought it that, was that's, funny, that's, and you enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, at first, I was like, okay, like, what? It, like, it, to, to see somebody that I, I remember being like, dude, this, like, this guy's nuts. To see him just be totally taken down by a new version of Spider-Man. We did talk about this before in our in our last uh, podcast about anything MCU. <clears throat> and I said, because of the technology and the characters that were introduced here, I go, you know what? This is technology we didn't see in the other Spider-Man universe. And I think it would be hilarious to see them being faced with it because it's not stuff that they were used to seeing. Like when he says, like, you think your new suit can, you know, distract me or whatever. It's like he's not expecting Spider-Man to have this tech. So because he he showed up and was totally not expecting it, you know, Spider-Man got the best of him. And I thought that was hilarious. 
So I took it and said, you know what? This Spider-Man is funny because did not we get, know. I'm sorry. Spider-Man did not get the best of him. Tony's toys got the best of him. Yes, the Spider-Man was controlling. Fine. That's, that's why I think it's funny. Okay. So that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> now that uh, Octavius is wrapped up in his own arms and that crisis is averted, the, this um, MIT woman is thankful that she was saved by Peter and she's going to have a talk with uh, MIT administration about himself and, and his friends and everything is going to be great moving forward. And then all of a sudden, this section. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, hang on. And then all of a sudden, Green Goblin shows up out of nowhere. But before anything can actually happen, Strange opens up a portal that I didn't even see and just basically teleports them back (laughs) to his lair, which I thought was Uh absolutely great. Lizard is already in a cage. Otto Octavius is now inside of a cage. Peter basically gets this long breakdown from Strange about how the multiverse is ripped open and there are dangerous people out there now. And here's this portal gun, and you gotta go find everybody and bring them all back here so I can send everybody home. Great. That's where we're going. That's what that's that's what we're doing. Nothing. Okay. Nope. That's uh, no. <laughs> well. Peter. That's, Peter basically says, "Okay." The movie. Yeah, we're getting into it. Peter says, okay, fine, I'll do it, but I'm going to need a little help from my friends. Ned and MJ show up, and Ned <laughs> looks dead as strange and says, hey, you know, I think I can do magic. My grandmother says I can do magic, and I get little tingly feelings in my fingers. <laughs> so see a doctor. You should go see your physician. <laughs> <laughs> this is another point where I think, where I have a really hard problem with the way that they're treating some of these characters. So... Peter, Ned, and MJ, they're all looking at Octavius, and they basically ask him, what is your name, Dr. Otto Octavius? And they all break they out in laughter. laughing. They all break it out in laughter funny. at how ridiculous this, this guy's name is. Like, great. just Dude. Okay. If, they, if he had said Doc, because his actual name is Dr. Otto Octavius. Absolutely. But if he had said his villain name, Doc Ock, I think that would have he- been more... He didn't go by that. So why would he say that? His name is Dr. Otto Octavius. That's what he calls himself. Yeah. Because he is. But he's, his villain name is Doc Ock, though. So he which didn't, so he, he didn't never s- went by. I, so why would he say that? The point I'm trying to make is if he had said something like that, I could understand their laughter. But he just gave him his real name. So why are they laughing at his real name is my point. Because this is the MCU and they're making fun of Sony. Mm-hmm. Sony had a part of this movie. They were one of the production companies for this film. I don't think so all they three care. of them. I don't think they care. <laughs> I, I, I do not think they care. That's well, just it's me. really it's Sony ragging on Sony then. But sure. either way, it's there. It's like it's like saying, you know what? Um, wow. Instead of, instead of laughing at Norman Osborn, the, the, you know, versus laughing at the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin's funny. You know, it's a funny name. Norman Osborn is just his name. So this is, the, one of, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, why would they laugh at his name? Laugh at his villain name, but not his own name. Because it's really not funny. It's just a name. It's like Lee Dickerson. <laughs> you know, really, it's just a name. There's no point to laugh at it. That's my point. That's just me. So anyways, um, so these three kids, they get news of some Stop disturbance it. near a research lab. 
And Otto Octavius <laughs> basically gives everybody a rundown about who it could potentially be. They start talking about Norman Osborn. He's a brilliant scientist, but he was greedy and misguided. I love Alfred Millennia's line here. Either we saw somebody else, or you're flying out into darkness to fight a ghost. The way that he delivered that line was phenomenal. I just, I, it's little things like that in this movie that I really enjoyed. I'm with you. Yeah, great. We then cut to yep. another fight scene. There's some power lines, and who should be there but Electro? Okay, so I now, did. Now, I did not. All, hang on. Spider-Man. I want to say. I want to say that I am not well versed in either of the Amazing Spider-Man films. I don't know them okay. as well as I know the Raimi films. So I'm going to be really lost when it comes to these two movies and the references that are being made. Okay. Okay. So first of all. Um, Peter can't get this green slime out of his costume, which he's been he trying to since the beginning. It's a running so joke. He w- so he wears it inside out, which I'm looking at it like, where did he get that new? Oh, that's just inside out. Well, that's interesting. There's like this like wire sticking out and everything, but it looked cool. It was like yeah. gold and black. You it didn't really see when awesome. he figured it out. You didn't see when he figured it out though, when he was washing it. He's on the phone with Aunt May. I and did. He flips it over. He goes, oh, that looks cool. Yeah, that that it was very very quick. Like it was just it was subtle, and then later on you're like, oh, he's just wearing it inside out. You know what's really like, cool though a, is if you, I, I would totally see him wear that suit later on. If it's you cool. look at it, this is a small thing. If you look at it when he's flying through the telephone lines here, and mm-hmm. you see him above the telephone lines, and he's in his Spider-Man stance, it looked so much like one of the Spider-Men in Into the Spider-Verse. Hmm. They, they alluded to that in that one scene. They did a really good job with it. Um, almost giving you the, even with the suit, almost giving you that nod to the black Spider-Man suit too, without actually nodding to the black well, Spider-Man suit. Yeah, I mean, suit. It, is a, it is a black Spider-Man suit. It's just, I mean, it's inside out. So yeah, which, I mean, we'll talk about the black Spider-Man suit soon. Um, well, at some point, we'll get there. but. So the thing that we get here, which is really interesting, is we, we get introduced. <clears throat> he's out there trying to chase it down. He's got this little gauntlet on his arm so we can shoot things out, right, and suck them back into some, you know, containment cell. And <clears throat> he's like, "There's who's this guy? It's not him. He looks blue, which you can't really tell. He, just, he looks like a pile of electricity floating in the air. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Not so much blue. It's just like, okay. So we we hear we hear Bloom. We're like, oh, who's Blue? Jamie Fox. And then he starts shooting at him. Blah blah blah. He shoots a tree. The tree gets sent over there. Which later on, the other line is really <laughs> funny. But um, <laughs> so he's over there, and then Jamie Fox like sucks up some electricity, shows up, and he's like Jamie Fox. He's not the character he's he is in Amazing Spider-Man. So this I is one of the questions. Make... This is one of the questions that I was going to ask. How different is Jamie Fox here versus Amazing Spider-Man? One hundred and twenty percent. Is it different. really? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So they made him better the in only... this movie. Did they? They made him. They yeah. made him so much better okay. in this movie. So what they did in, in Amazing Spider-Man is basically he was as they described in this. He was a like a goofy guy with no friends with a comb over, you know. Who was like, he's like, oh, hey, I like Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man. So you're so cool. And then it's like, he's like, you know, Spider-Man says to me, he's like, oh, watch out, buddy. He's like, buddy, I'm your buddy. Did you just call me buddy? I'm Spider-Man's best friend. Spider-Man's my best friend. Like he was 
like really a very different person. Wow. Like completely. So in this movie, it's Jamie Foxx. Like as you would expect Jamie Foxx to be in anything nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, but he even had hair, which made no sense. Yeah, so that's when Jamie Foxx was was blue. He looked like that. That looks ridiculous. Um, it is ridiculous. Okay. Not not to mention um the dubstep throughout that movie because he's electric, boogie woogie woogie. Um, going around just doing all this weird like techno dubstep About music because. Yeah. The so, yeah, that picture I remember. I remember seeing that. So so here's it's just it's strange they did it like I understand. Hmm. He I like didn't they, did they make this a way. didn't they, he, so they made a better. line about that they made a line about that saying he's, he's like says, I remember I him having back. a comb over. Yeah, he has that line. He has that line that I have my body back. But somebody else also made a line later on. I remember him as a nerdy guy with a comb over. Lizard. Yeah, lizard said lizard, it. Yeah, when they're in the cell. Yeah, so we're actually getting. But they there. still don't. Exp- but that. But then they. Then they totally just like move past it. So they said it just to be like, oh, he looked like this, and then they never even explain it. So like, this is one of the reasons. Say, yeah, well, this is one of the reasons whatever. why I said earlier that you really don't have to have a whole lot of knowledge about either of the Amazing Spider-Man movies to really understand mm. what's going on. And the two of you talking about this right now just kind of confirming that for me, like. If they yeah. if they changed them that much, and then they 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 do make references to something, and but then immediately drop them like you just said, eh. Well, I think they did that more with the Amazing Spider-Man movies than the Raimi verse. Very much so. Yeah, I agree. I would have to agree with this. Well, they changed I, Green Goblin pretty drastically too. They did, but they but they made it very clear. I mean, they made it. We're getting there. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, we're getting there. We'll, we'll we're getting there. there. We're getting there. Anyways, so, right, there's a fight that's going to happen with Spider-Man and Electro, but then all of a sudden, Sandman shows up out of nowhere. He's absolutely confused. What do you mean you're... uh, I digress. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. Well, I am Peter, but I'm not your Peter. What do you mean you're not my Peter? What's going on? And it's just completely dropped. There's no more conversation because this Electro situation has to be taken care of, which it is. So, Electro's standing on the ground, well, Jimmy Fox is standing on the ground, and he's in marvel at everything that's going on. I have my body back, oh my god, the power here is very different. You're all gonna act like I'm not standing here butt naked in the middle of the woods, which was absolutely hilarious. I I absolutely, I love that, I love that entire thing. Peter grabs like, I am. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, I would too, I'm gonna pretend like you're not naked, sure. Peter Pike, Peter Parker, Peter Parker gets a suit. A firefighter suit and throws it on Electro and then zap, he's inside of one of these cells again. Sam starts freaking out. What did you do to him? Did you kill him? And then zap, he's now <laughs> in a cell. So everybody's there. Everybody's contained. The, the, the Otto Octavius well. is, hang on, Otto Octavius, Lizard, <laughs> Sandman, Electro, in a tree, which Ned points out, is this a tree or a monster tree or some kind? And he's like, is this is this like a like a super villain tree? <laughs> and Jamie Fox, some kind of tree monster. Jamie Fox nails it with just just a tree, man. It's just a tree. It's phenomenal. It's I actually fantastic. I actually liked Jamie Fox's performance in this better than oh, yeah. his entirety oh. of Amazing Spider-Man Two. Absolutely, Jamie Fox is a force. He's he's an amazing so actor. much better. He's an amazing actor. But anyways, did you ever? I mean, just to touch upon Jamie Fox for a second, did you see when he actually like met with Ray Charles and they were like playing piano together? 
He went all and out Ray for Ray was it. teaching him how to play the mess around and everything. He went all out for that role. He did. It was fantastic. It was. Like Ray Charles was having a blast working with him and teaching him how to play piano. I believe it. I mean, he played piano to a point, but he was teaching him. I, there's a video. You can look it up if you get a chance of him showing him how to play the mess around. Oh, wow. Now, like this is this is so cool just to see the two of them interacting and like he's trying to like work with them and get it all down. And it's cool. That's really cool. Anyway, that's really. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, now we get to the good stuff. Willem Dafoe. I am saying this right now. I don't care what either one of you say. Willem Dafoe stole this movie. Willem Dafoe Absolutely. is Dafoe. Def- Willem Def- Dafoe. William, William Dafoe. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Look, there's a video of him when he was young d- stating his name as he looks up at the camera and goes, William Dafoe. And it's the weirdest thing because for some reason... He goes by Willem Dafoe now, but there's a video of him actually saying his name is William Dafoe. He spells his he was name like 19. He spells his name Willem. I'm going to call him Willem. I know. Willem Dafoe. He does now. Uh-huh. Just go. like Madonna goes by Madonna. She was not Madonna. What's her real name? Something else. Madonna. But it is it now. Is. She's always gone by Madonna. I, not when she was like two. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about yeah. like for her music career, she's always gone by Madonna. Oh. What are you talking about? She's been I Madonna know, since like that. 1983. Come My on. My point Before is that, that was not she her was... birth certificate. Before that, she was pre Madonna. Pre Madonna. Pre Madonna. <laughs> pre Madonna. Pre Madonna. Good for her. Anyways, <laughs> Willem Dafoe in full Green Goblin gear, <laughs> minus the helmet. He's in an alley somewhere, completely losing his mind. The helmets talk while the goblin is talking to him, talking about there's a new world to conquer. Willem Dafoe, like, his acting in this movie, For, first of he all, pulls he, off he insane he, so well here. It's fantastic. Like, well, I, do not remember the, I do not remember this level of performance in, in the original no. Spider-Man movie. I do, this, no, he, this was, he, no, this he, was he, different. Here, the whole back and forth between him and the insane side of him, was was right on par with where he was in the last in the first movie. This is turned um, this has turned up a couple of notches since then. No, when we see him as fully insane goblin, turned up to like eleven. It's insane. Um but I'm saying like here was like spot on. Like it brought it right back there where he's having that like debate back and forth. Um but the interesting thing is here he says like we have a new world to conquer. To conquer. Yeah. It's like that was never really his goal before. He just wanted to like get back at the people who were jerks to him and Spider-Man kept getting in his way. Like that was he didn't have this whole like world domination aspiration. So it's just it's strange that like that's his new goal now. He's like I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> like, oh, okay. You're Thanos now? Like what's like, okay, suddenly we're on this global scale. Yeah, pinky in the brain. It's like, <laughs> what do we do tonight? Do tonight, goblin? Well, the same thing we do every night. <laughs> Try to take over the world. Sure. <clears throat> Chuck, you, you, like you, you were yeah. going to say something? Yeah. I'm with you. I think his, his, his acting was amazing in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, movie. It's not an actual film. I, I apologize, Lee. <laughs> Um, When's the last time you used film, Chuck? I still have film. I'm good for you. My um, first few video cameras still had film. Good for you. And he, once upon a time in Hollywood was shot on film. Yeah, that's true. Tarantino actually. still uses film. Fincher still uses yeah, well, film. Tarantino, he still uses feet. Feet, 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 feet. Fincher, Paul Thomas Anderson, they still use film. 
Yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, Captain Literal strikes again. You said it. I didn't say it at all. You did earlier. I'm just making sure that you're clear that I, I didn't strike didn't this time. I didn't mean film. I meant the movie I itself. did not strike. So we cut to Peter getting a phone call from Aunt May that informs him that there's a strange man inside of the homeless shelter that she's running. May. I'm saying Not Aunt, Aunt May. May. It's May. I'm saying Aunt May. I don't care. May. I am get a phone so call with... from Aunt May that a strange man has wandered in from off the street into the homeless shelter looking May. for him. And Peter books it straight over there. Okay. This, this is, is where his acting picks up. This, this is, is where everything goes through the roof. The way that Willem Dafoe performs this entire scene right here is brilliant. He's talking about how people are living in his house. Oscorp doesn't exist. And this, you the say way, Boris Karloff? Shut up. And just the way that he says, my son. Like, the way that he delivers everything with such emotion. It flies off of the screen. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. So good. Oh, my God. It, even when Aunt May and Peter go off to have kind of a private conversation about what to do, you look in the background and... Osborne stealing, I don't know, bagels donuts. Or, or donuts out of the box and just stuffing them in his pocket like a madman. This is great. This is fantastic. Yeah. Was his good. entire performance throughout this movie from here on is spot on. This is unbelievable. This is great. Yep. They just, they don't, they don't, I mean, just once you I get think out- in this movie too, not to jump ahead too far, which we've been doing all along anyways, but even... They show his strength so much more in this movie than they do in the the the, the Raimi verse. Yes, he's so much stronger here. He's he's fantastic. He is and I think that's the difference here with him compared to everybody else we've seen face uh, this Spider Man because we've also seen that this Spider Man is a bit stronger than the other Spider Man that we've seen as well. I mean, for 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 a kid, mm. I mean, it's, mm. there's there's levels of. When you get into the whole conversation about pulling your punches, I don't know if that argument has a whole lot of weight. Mm, okay. Because we, 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 there, there, there is talk about that that happens later on in this movie, about you know Spider-Man being the kind of hero that pulls his punches, that really doesn't use all of his strength. So I... Right. I mean, if you think about it, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man stopped a train that's going 40, 50 miles an hour. That's Yeah, but did you see his face? I don't care. did you see his face? Yeah, I don't care about his face either. He stopped the train. (laughs) He stopped a train. Tom Holland has yet to do something like that in his Spider-Man. I'm sorry. He stood there and held a barge, like an entire boat together that was falling apart. It fell apart. It did fall apart. And Iron Man had to come fix it. Yeah. But Peter failed. But he was doing it. But Peter failed. Mm -hmm. But he was young. He's a kid. So was Tobey Maguire. So was Tobey Maguire. Right. He was still in high school. No. You, you, no, 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 no. You said earlier, oh, when the train scene, and oh my God, he's just a kid, and you gave me grief about that. Now, now it's different. Yeah, well, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway... Peter is very much on the side of Strange where he's ready to send everybody home. He doesn't think that any of this is supposed to be his problem. And Aunt May pretty much convinces him, no, this is what we do. We help people. and You're going to help them. And that's where Peter basically gets the entire idea. They're all back in Strange's lair. This is where things get really interesting for me because they're all having a conversation about what happened 
before they died. And nobody really wants to admit that they died. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Toby Maguire's face is just amazing. <laughs> oh, Toby Maguire. Okay, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> you were saying? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying my hardest to laugh off mic so it wasn't heard. But I couldn't contain it. That's funny. Oh, jeez. It, it's All his right. face. It, his face. It's his face. He make it a face. Don't do it again. He make it a face. I'm not clicking on it this time. Neither am it's I. It's okay. I'm, it's not Tobey Maguire. I'm sorry. So anyways, there's a lot of talk going on right now about when each of them died. Doc Ock comes to the realization that he drowns. Electro realizes that he absorbed too much energy right before he died. It's, it, it's really... I can't even... Okay. Way too much energy. Okay, Will, Lee, stop. Let, let Will go. He can go all I once. can't do it when you're putting up funny memes, dude. Like, you're just like, here, <laughs> meme, distraction. <laughs> you're doing that. I'm looking at Chuck's face, like, just getting redder and redder by the minute. Like, <laughs> I'm so oh, sorry. Geez. I was trying not to. It's okay. It's not your fault. <clears throat> Do you have any oh, more? Oh, boy. It was funny because I've been saying that for years. I know. That's nope, why it's funny. No more. No, no, no. No, no. Stop. No more. Stop. Take it down. Okay. We're two hours into this. That's, what I, that's why I wanted to <laughs> we'll kind continue. of rushing through everything. Go for it. Anyways. So, they all get into a conversation about how each one of them died. Doc Ock drowns, Electro absorbed way too much energy. Strange has this device that he's ready to push a button and basically send everybody back to their home. Peter, very young, very stupidly, objects to the saying, we can't send them back home because a lot of these guys are going to die when they get there. Strange is very much on the side of, it's their fate. And I love this line. I only did this a couple of times throughout this review. In the grand yeah. calculus of the multiverse, their sacrifices means infinitely more than their lives. That right. is the point for Strange where I think you're supposed to question exactly what his motives are, where he's coming from, and where he is mentally. Right. So right. your whole problem with, well, it, the, the trailer lied and this is a character break for Strange, of course it is. And it happens right here. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it means a lot about where we're going to go when we talk about the end credit scene with Strange. So... I really like this. Like, he's he's very matter-of-fact, and in a lot of ways, he's heartless. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Anyways, this objection that uh, Peter has turns into a full-on fight. Kind of. It's very Inception-esque, the way that this entire was, no, fight goes. It, it was hilarious. So first, he runs outside gets distracted, right, or whatever. I'm getting there. Realizes he's yeah. over there, and then what's his face? Oh, before we even get to the Inception stuff, the whole the whole point was where he goes ahead and, like, knocks him out of his body, you know, the yes. whole, like, Doctor Strange thing. But as he's doing that, because Peter's got the spider sense, his body keeps on going, and he's and it's, it's amazing because 
Strange is like really like how the heck are you doing that? So it, it, like it, you're not supposed to be able to do this. It wasn't even so much that. If you pay attention to Tom Holland's face when he initially webs and grabs the box, he almost looks surprised. Like he didn't even think to do it. It was just instinct that made him do it. And I really like right. that. Like Tom Holland is an amazing actor, and right there is like where I was like, oh right. my god, this kid is gonna be. He's he's <laughs> gonna be fantastic when he gets older. Like it's it's I'm really he's already older. How old do you think he is? He's got like Michael J. Fox syndrome, not not Parkinson's. I was about to say like wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a, he's in a really <laughs> bad, really bad comparison there. Pick, pick no. My point is like, somebody he's else. like this thing where he's like twenty one, twenty two. He's like the new Zac he's, Efron. He, really? I thought he was older than that. No, Tom oh, Holland. I mean, whatever. Is he really yeah. only 22? No. No. How long ago did Civil War come out? My God. He's 25. Sorry, 25. Okay, that, 25. that sounds yeah, a little I mean, bit better. Yeah. That sounds a little bit better. 25 playing a 17-year-old. That's my point. He doesn't I mean, look whatever. 25. It's not huge off. Like, he really doesn't but look he 25. Is. Yeah, sure, he is. So, anyways, like I was saying, yeah, I love how he grabs it because he almost looks shocked that it even happened in the first place. Like, it was almost like Peter Tingle, Spidey Sense's instinct just, like, kicked in and did this because it was just like, nope, this is what we're doing. This is what's going to happen. And just like Lee said, they're outside. Strange knocks him out of his body. The spider suit is moving independently from Peter, and it's... I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't know that that was a thing that Spider-Man could do. Yeah. It was part of his spider sense. I think that was the coolest thing about it was like it was his spider sense that was like still intact. And he's like, how are you doing this? It was the coolest thing to see Dr. Strange just amazed that Spider-Man could do something he didn't expect. Well, even Peter didn't even know how he was doing it. Really? Like, well, he was laughing. He's like, oh, what am I doing? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. And he, starts, and he, and he swims back to his swims body. Swims back to his body, gets in his body, <laughs> and basically looks at Strange and says, and that was the off. coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Don't ever do it again. It was fantastic. Yeah. And then, like I was saying before, <laughs> they get into a massive fight Inception style. Strange mm-hmm. basically drags Peter into his world where Strange is going to have the upper hand. It just... Turns out that Peter's really good at geometry, and and that's now. Would you say that? He, uh, would you say that Doctor Strange was nerfed here? That's the big question. I don't know. <clears throat> would you? No. Just like I wouldn't say that everybody else was, and I think that's the whole point. Is like we're we're seeing Spider Man do things we didn't expect him to be able to do because of technology. His his brains his abilities i i can forgive all of it i think it was really well done i can forgive this because strange may be sympathetic like there may be okay hold on hold on hang on let me finish let me let me let me finish and i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you rant all you want to i think strange is somewhat sympathetic here because he is a kid they fought in space together they 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 have a history. They 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 bonded. Like there's there's a there's an emotional attachment there between the two of them that would make Strange be like, you know what? I'm not gonna hurt this kid. I'm I'm I'm. It, it could be one of those things that kind of gave Peter the upper hand. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you 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 defeated a sorcerer because you're good at geometry. Okay, so let me ask this then. <clears throat> technology, Peter's technology which is 20 years newer than Doc Ock's technology, is what defeated 
Doc Ock. In okay, the, you on say the you see you say that you say twenty years newer, but his mechanical arms that are twenty years older were able to steal nanotech. I don't think it stole the nanotech. I think the nanotech transferred onto it. What's the difference? <laughs> it just oh, well, he didn't. It grafted, he didn't do it on purpose. It just kind of happened. It just, it just grafted kind of to ha- it. Okay, okay all so, right, fine. So, 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 technology. Twenty-year newer technology outdoes twenty-year-old technology. Nerfs a character, but math outdoes. <laughs> ma- they use the word math. Math, geometry. You're great at geometry. He goes, how did you beat him? I used math. Fine. Math (laughs) beat Doctor Strange in his own world. kids. And that doesn't nerf him. I'm with Lee on this one. I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference between Okdok trying to kill him and Strange just trying to stop him. Strange got locked up in his own uh, world fine, fine, for more than 12 hours fine, right. because fine. he used math to tie falling for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he was over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. Doctor Strange should have okay. handled Spider-Man. Uh, yes, he should have. Like that in that yes, situation. Yes, he should have. You're 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 right. no, you're absolutely right. I'm 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 going to walk that one back. If I say the same thing for Octoc, I'm going to say the same thing for Strange. So, I, I don't know. I just think, I just think because of, of their bond and their emotional attachment there, I don't think Strange was giving it his all. It doesn't, look, it doesn't forgive it. I'll give you that. It doesn't forgive it. Strange should have easily handled the situation. But I will say that because of, you know, some, some type of bond going on between the two of them, maybe Strange was just like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go easy. And that was his mistake. Peter ends this fight by locking Strange in his own dimension. I don't know because of madness reasons. All right. So Peter's back home. Or he's back in Strange's lair. And he suggests that he might be able to help all of these villains so they don't go home and end up dead. Noble. But stupid. <laughs> like, I think this is the dumbest thing in the world. I don't know. I'm on Strange's side. Send them home, and their fate is their own. You don't want to get involved with any of this. This is going to drastically change the way that reality or, or these interdimensional things and, and, and the multiverse functions. You can't just go around willy-nilly changing things however you want to. That, that but, never helps anything. I, but I'm going to take this straight out of the, out of the pitch. What's the, what's the thing? It's called pitch. Um, pitch meeting? You, pitch meeting. He goes, well, then there wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. I can get it going. Right. If they did that, the rest of this movie would not happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. The first time, so before we see Norman, he's very frantic, very afraid, very frightened. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's confused. Now we see him behind the cell and he hears all this talk about, I think I can help you guys. Norman offers his help. By saying, I'm someone of a scientist myself. He actually straight drops up, the line. Straight up line. It's fantastic. <laughs> and it's, the entire theater cheered and did clapped. They really? And Chuck was so excited. Oh, I was so mad. Chuck I cannot so stand happy. it when people clap in a movie theater. It is 
my biggest pet peeve. My oh, theater, my, my, my theater didn't applaud for that. It was more like a ooh. It was oh. one of those. My theater see, applauded. See, the theater we were in applauded for, for literally everything. 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 And it was it was it was the greatest experience in a the theater ever because Chuck says as we're walking in, if they clap at the end of this movie, and it was like two minutes into the movie, everyone's like yeah, and I look at Chuck, I'm like. It's they Here can't hear you. They can't hear you clap for them. They're not on a stage. There's nobody really there. You turn Dude, the- it's people it's people enjoying a movie with other people. Okay. It's how the people in the back get to interact with the people in the front. So the people in the back can interact with the people in the front if they have people sitting in front of them on their floor while they're on their couch and they want to clap at home. Go for it. Clap in the theater? No. No. It ru- it totally ruins the movie because I you miss so much. I can't stand it. I can't. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, I can't stand it. I'm loving I'm loving your venom right now, dude. Go for it. Oh, <laughs> yes. that's right. Get angry. Get upset. The next the next time, will will if we ever actually do all get together when we watch a movie, just clap the entire time. No, no don't. Yeah. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't. And I, my, my next biggest funny just just go into like up an uproarious laughter. My next biggest clap. thing, which I broke my own rule at this theater at this movie because there was so much that was going on, is I cannot stand talking in a movie theater. I cannot. Yeah, you talked a lot. That's why I said I broke my own rule in this one, but I cannot yeah, stand. Did. I was really I was really surprised. I was like, I thought you don't like this. I hate it. <laughs> oh, and I hate when people talk about nothing at the movie theater during the movie. Oh, nope. Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay, hey, continue. Uh, hey, hey, you, I hate when you're sitting next to somebody in a movie theater and they're, and they're on their phone and they go, hey, look at this. Hey, 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 look at this. We both know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who? What? <laughs> As he moves off camera. <laughs> That's perfect. Proceed. Oh, my God. Anyways, so back to the movie. So, yeah, Norman offers his help. I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Lizard, right here, aptly warns about consequences, and it's, it's, it's just the perfect thing. Like, if you help us, there are going to be consequences, and he's absolutely right. I can't see how, it, th- th- even though this movie ended on a very positive note and, and very well, I cannot see how... Not, not on a positive note, I take that back. I can't see how Peter's actions here don't have any consequences moving forward. They have to. It, which is another reason why I don't think anything about this movie is actually going to stick. Something is going to change. So, anyways, the plan is Peter is going to try to save everybody, and MJ is going to take this box that sends everybody home to a secret location, and if anything bad goes wrong, she's just going to push the button and send everybody back. I love Lizard's line as she's like delivering all this. No way, that's his girlfriend. No way. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Oh my God. So we're back at Happy's apartment and everybody goes wandering in and still, to my absolute disdain, you know, Octavius is still wrapped up in his own arms. He's still kind of like a slave in this. I just, I can't, I just, I loved that character in Spider Man 2 so much. And to see this. But you want to talk about nerfing a character. Lizard did. You could have done this entire movie without Lizard. Lizard had no part to play in this movie. I 100% agree. That's why there's a lot about him that I'm skipping over. I'm not even really bringing him up. Well, because there wasn't anything to even say. Exactly. He was just there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, They they recognize he was the lamest of all the characters. (laughs) 
you know, he was he was the bad guy in in um, you know Amazing Spider-Man. They realized and they're like, oh, cool, we're gonna finally gonna get to see the the lizard, and we're like, oh, that was a movie. They realized way too <laughs> late. They should have never hired him in the first place to come and do this. So mm. they, they 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 could have done this movie without him. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so we're back in Happy's apartment. And with another Stark toy that's in the bath that we alluded to a little bit earlier, which is a fabric, which is a fabricator, and Peter kind of describes this as something that can build anything. Am I wrong? Pretty much. Nope. No, that's that's it. That's what built his suit in the jet when he came back from uh, far from home. So we're in a room, and Peter's doing some science work, and he discovers that the chip that's inside of Otto's arms are. Pretty neck. much shorted out. Neck, well, it, yeah, his neck. His, his, it's his controlling spine. his arms, it's like, right? It, that that's the point of the chip. It's controlling yes. the arms. It's like a yes. neural link. No, 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 no. It was it was a he had a neural yeah, link it's like a that neural was attaching link. it to there. But the um the issue was he the chip that he created that got fried in Spider Man Two. Um, I don't to remember make it sure being fried in Spider Man Two. It got it got fried. It got fried right. That's when what he, created. When he that's what the, created. The first, the the villain of Doc Ock. Okay. Right. He so the thing was if you watch Spider-Man 2, he this guy was totally noble, was a really nice guy, and that's why I liked seeing him as a nice guy again in this for a while and then having his redemption and but seeing him as bad and good and whatever because the only reason why he was bad was because he he had something, he had robots basically telling him like whispering into his head and controlling his mind. The, the chip, the inhibitor chip that he had there was to make sure, and he says the line in Spider-Man 2, to make sure that he stays in control and not the other way around. And then it fries. So, and then it fries. Okay. Yeah, and then it gets fried when he first, he first touches it because it, you know, it, just, it was too much. So when he created this new inhibitor chip, it was like, oh my god, this is perfect. You know, if this is going to be better than the technology he had before, we can avoid there being a, an issue of that frying again. And you see so, the original... Otto Octavius coming back from yeah. how you originally saw him in the in Spider-Man yeah. 2. And that's what I that's why I liked it. I know that, you know, you might be like, "Oh, it stinks that they they nerfed him." I'm like, "I don't think they did. I think they they did him justice because the dude was a good guy with noble and, you know, intentions the entire time." And I love how so, they 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 restore that relationship in this movie too. Right. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. That's you know, that's why I can't be so mad about it. You know, it was really about the robots that were, you know, the enemy, the 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 villain, hmm. not him. Sure. Anyways, you gotta fight, you know, rage against the machine, you know. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> where was I? So we get a cool little scene between um, Electro and Sandman talking about their origin stories. Electro fell into a vat of electric eels, <laughs> and Sandman fell into a super collider. Great, perfect. <laughs> I love that. Norm- what's, the, what's the line? What's the line he says? Gotta be, gotta be careful where you fall. <laughs> something, yeah. something along those lines. I didn't write that one down. I didn't think that one was that funny, but it was just like you fell into a vat of electric eels, and somebody else fell into a super collider. Gotta be careful where you fall. It's, it's, <laughs> it's such a cliche well, thought- way of making, <laughs> giving somebody super fire. They fell into something like, like Jack Nicholson and Batman fell into a vat right. of acid, and now all of a sudden he's mm-hmm. Joker. Like it's just. What? Right, Come right. on. That's how so many <laughs> villains were created back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make him fall into... How, how do we get this villain? Oh, he fell into something. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love that... 
and this 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 line kind of gives me pause. It makes me wonder about what's going to happen in the future of the MCU. Norman flat out offers Peter a job if he's able to commute to another universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought that was pretty cool. But anyways, after you know a short, very short scene of Peter working on the ship, he's successfully able to recreate it, restoring Norman, Norman, restoring um Octavius to his normal state, and the voices are gone. Otto is saved, which was a great scene. It was a it fantastic. Was fantastic. Scene. I, I, for, I forgot what it was like to you know just have the, all the silence. I, I love the way and, that he says yeah. it. It's so quiet. It's you so saw the quiet. character change immediately. You saw, too. yeah, a big character change. It was well done. Alfred Molina is he. He Phenomenal was one actor. of the highlights in this movie. I still give mm-hmm. it. He was so good. He was so good in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Blew my mind. Yeah. No, not at all. Okay, so ho- rewatch, re rewatch the first five minutes of Raiders. That's the only t- part he's in. No. <laughs> so hot take. I hate Indiana Jones movies. What? Yeah. Dude. I hate dude, Indiana those Jones are, movies. Those are Han Solo's dreams when he's frozen in carbonite. Oh, How can you hate them? I don't care. <clears throat> I don't care. I hate Indiana Jones movies. Hot take from me? I know. Oh, I don't so care. Good. I hate them so much. They're so good. You know what? Harrison Ford is not all that. I don't understand the big deal about that guy, especially like back in the early 80s. Like what? He was a heartthrob and like a whole bunch of women liked him. Like, who cares? I like Han Solo, you know, fine. I can take it or leave it. But I don't know. Indy. eh. I never got on board with the Indiana Jones movies. Okay. You guys are going to give me a hard time for liking Equilibrium, but you're not going to sit here and say that (laughs) Indiana Jones was a good movie. No, no. Nope, 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 <laughs> no way. <laughs> Indiana Jones. I I'm mean, fine with. I'm. You know what? I'm fine with getting hate for it. I. I don't. Really Last care. Crusade's one of the. A fan. <laughs> so one of the funniest movies. Uh, she talks in her sleep. <laughs> She's one of them. How do you know? She talks, she talks in her sleep. In her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. So- I am completely lost in these references, and I I could care less. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's just it's Sean Connery and and Harrison Ford playing off each other. It's, and it's Sean amazing. Connery being Sean Connery playing Harrison Ford's dad is basically what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, what makes it funny is you see you see Indiana Jones in the first two movies as like this tough guy, like you know, like well, not tough guy, but like as he's got it, he's got it mostly together. He has the answers. But then here you see like his like almost pushing senile old old dad who's just like schooling him left and right. <laughs> but it's like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. Anyway, whatever. So let's get back into this uh, movie it's, it's, and stop talking about Indiana Jones, please. Please, pretty please. He, he had he had Hitler. Hitler signed his journal. Good for Hitler. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. So. Otto Octavius, he's back. He's normal again, and he's very grateful, and he offers up his help. All right. Now there's this weird device that Peter comes up with and basically sticks it to Electro's chest and says, this is going to drain all the electricity out of your body. I love the line. No, stop. (laughs) What line? I love the line. I love the line. No, stop. 
had over a couple of I love the line the Jamie Foxx delivers right here <laughs> when he flat out asks Peter, Are these your Legos? <laughs> I love it. You know, and it goes so nowhere. He's like, he's like it goes. Well, no, no, it, it's perfect because he's basically, Jamie Foxx is, is questioning this whole, like, do I trust this kid? Do I trust these people? No, it's, it's, it's not that it goes nowhere. It's actually perfect because the entire time he's just, he feels like, Everything that he's about to do is wrong. Like, he's like, I feel like I should just do what I want to do. I don't trust this. So when he's like, he's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put this on here. This is going to happen. He's like, oh, what, the the emperor? Yeah. 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 From the, that they would, they built the Death Star at the beginning of the first movie or at the end of the first movie. Yeah. But he says right there, it's just like, okay, so this is going to happen here. I'm going to do this. And once this gets to this point, it's going to suck out the rest of the energy and you should be fine. And he goes, can I ask you a question? It seems like totally serious. Are these your Legos? <laughs> and it's just it's just him discrediting, you know, his faith, you know, discrediting his faith in, in Peter. I didn't see it discrediting like that. Peter. I saw it as... Oh, that's exactly what it was. I didn't see it like that at all. I saw it as there's no way that this kid has all of this, this good stuff. There's no, no I thought it was this, no, way. This kid has this kind of tech? No. I'm sorry. No, if you're it's a, not it, his it, tech, though. That's the it's, it's happy. It though. It's not. It, it's his. more like how do I? Why do I want to trust this kid? I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a trust it's, thing. I think it's just a mm, thing where that's exactly there's no way any of this belongs to you. You're just <clears throat> a kid. That's why he says the term Legos. He's mocking him. Right. Yeah, I know. But I don't think it's so much of a trust thing. Like obviously, I think it is. Really? Well, because yeah, because he does say. You know, basically, screw this. I'm going to do whatever I want. Right at this point, well, at he, like, this point, he he's wicked. At and... this point, he's just being reluctant, and he's trying to. Right. This is the nicest thing he could say at the moment. I didn't trust him at all. Like when he was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with this. I, I'd rather not die." Like I'm like, I don't trust him. No, not at all. You're not supposed to. Like right off the bat, I didn't trust him. Like everybody else, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay," you know. <laughs> but so the next, next thing that ha- I mean, not not Norman. Obviously, I didn't trust Norman. <laughs> No, go ahead. Go ahead. Will. So the next thing that happens is Peter's spidey sense starts going off, and yeah, but it's nuts. Hang on, it is ridiculous how long it lasts. Mm-hmm. It lasts for about a minute. It's about a no. minute of like, yes, it is. Thirty seconds. It's it's a minute, Lee. Here we go. He now he's gonna go ahead. It's, no, a, it's, it's, easily, it's easily a minute. If not a minute, 50 seconds. I timed it. Anyways, so that whole thing is going on. The whole scene, of, and of course, it's Goblin who's getting ready to take a shot. But Peter very wisely stops us, and absolutely chaos ensues. So Norman gives this speech that I absolutely love about how they don't need to be fixed. What they have aren't curses, they're gifts. Tells Peter that... He's not the one, I'm sorry, he tells Peter that the world is trying to make him choose, but gods don't make a choice. They take what they want. And Electro immediately grabs what he wants. He grabs the power source of that fabricator and takes that thing in pieces out, and it's fantastic the way that it happens. Which is an arc reactor. Yep. I, I said power supply. Yeah, I'm just saying it's an arc, it's an arc reactor. Okay, it's, kind it's of an arc a reactor. Big deal. Anyways. Like, so he grabs the arc reactor, pieces out. Sandman basically sees what's going on, and he wants no part of it. He pieces out. Octoc is launched straight out of the apartment by Electro. 
It's fantastic. And we finally get, well, not finally, but we get the first 1v1 brawl between Goblin and Peter. And I love the way that everything goes here. I love the way that Willem Dafoe delivers everything. Strong enough to have it all, but too weak to take it. Peter is flat out full on blowing this, blowing, punching this guy in the face as hard as he possibly can, but pulling his punches. And Willem Dafoe just looks at him and laughs hysterically like an insane person. I hope so. Anyways, so there's a massive fight between uh, Spider-Man and Goblin that's just absolutely incredible. Spider-Man is full-on blasting this guy straight in the face, and Willem Dafoe, Goblin, just looks at him and laughs hysterically. It's fantastic. The whole performance, the whole fight is absolutely fantastic. At one point, Spider-Man gets, like, power-bombed through, like, three floors of stairs. Oh, it was awesome. It's crazy the way that this entire fight scene goes. But by the end, by the end, it happens. They're both on the lobby floor. The glider comes into frame. And much like the way the Trinity took that wire to the gut in Matrix Revolutions, almost, almost the same like cutaway shot. The glider hits me and the camera immediately cuts away. You almost don't know what you saw. It's fantastic the way that the entire thing plays out. Yeah, because yep. neither her nor us actually really 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 understand what's going on like we know we got she got hurt and we we, we agree that she got hurt because she got hurt and she thinks she got hurt but we don't know the full weight of what actually happened here and neither does she until the very end yeah and- because she's able to get up and she's able to walk around for you know a couple of minutes and we get the the, the line that everybody's been waiting for from the series Ugh. we get the line from may with great power comes great responsibility. And almost immediately after she delivers it, she starts to feel a little faint and weak in the knees, and she falls. She falls, and she ultimately dies. And it is a gut-wrenching scene, the way that she goes out. It is really, really sad. I and thought just this, brought another, this brought another level of Tom, of, uh, I was going to say Hardy, um, of Tom Holland's acting. It absolutely does. 100%. It's phenomenal so the way that he puts, he's able to pull off just the emotion on his face and, and the tears oh, yeah. mixed with the blood on his face after being through this entire battle and just not telling her to wake about, up, not caring about what's going on in the background at the same time. Like the cops are showing up. Happy is screaming at Peter to just run and get away. Peter's <clears> not really hearing <throat> anything because he's just so wrapped up in the emotion that he's feeling at that moment. Nothing happens. He doesn't move until the cops actually open fire on him, and it's absolutely ridiculous the way that he's able to get away. The whole shot. scene, from beginning to end, when May delivers a line with great power comes with great responsibility to the time that he leaves is absolutely fantastic. The way that the score is going, the way that Tom Holland is able to pull off this scene, happy in the background, screaming him, just it, the whole thing is just an emotional gut punch. And it's this I will say, it's one of the finer emotional scenes that the MCU has been able to pull off. This really, really worked. I felt more here in this moment than I did for the snap in Infinity War because the snap in Infinity War, you knew that it was going to be undone. You know that's not going to be the end of the story and all of the heroes are going to come back. Here, this feels real See, I looked at this... I looked at... That's how I... I look at not the snap in Infinity War, but the snap in... Um, end game when Tony snaps and you see Tony mm. going. I got the same feeling right. in that sense as well, too, because that was final. Yeah. You know, yeah. no resurrections this time. So, which was a lie. 
Well, yeah. not for Tony. <laughs> no, not for, for Tony. Tony but... It's done. Uh, I'm right. talking about the the line, the more specific line well, that you just said. Right. No yeah. resurrections yeah. this time. It's that was that was absolute crap. Well, I mean, to your point though, for Infinity War, when he's when Thanos snaps and everyone disappears, we knew they were all coming back. In Endgame, when Tony snaps, Tony wasn't coming back. Um, and this felt a lot like that did in that movie. Like you're like, oh wow, yeah, you've gotten connected to this character. I mean, we only had four movies with May. Uh, we had, you know, 20 or so with Tony in them, in and out. Um, mm-hmm. So this one wasn't, they laid it on heavier in this, in this movie than they did in, in Endgame. Um, but it was, it was definitely gut-wrenching, to, to use your words, Will. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, uh, thoughts on Aunt May? And Tom Holland? I, I mean, I, I, I agree. Um, when it happened, it was it was odd because she's like getting up like I'm fine, I can do this, whatever. And then um basically she wasn't. She wasn't fine. You know, so uh Tom Holland's performance was was great. I mean, with the amount of stuff that he's seen, I'm surprised that he wasn't well, okay. I get it when you're when you're kind of in denial that you just lost somebody, but when you're Spider Man and you're doing the stuff that you do when you're dealing with like this reality of danger around you. You would think that you would have some level of like people might die. Yeah, but a, that doesn't take away there. Doesn't take away the emotion that he the was shock having. Factor. I know, I know. But he was like, he's like, May, just like talk to me. Like, why aren't you talking to me? Like, wake up. Y- you know why? <clears throat> like he was. There's one thing where there's like Bambi, like mom, mom, why aren't you waking up, mom? And then getting it. Like he clearly gets it, but he's ask he's like, you know, hey, like get up, like talk to me. Why aren't you looking at me? It's like Okay. Like I think the 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 one of the uh parts too is after after he, you see him get shot and then he walks away, it focuses mm-hmm. back on May and you see yeah. that single tear run down her yeah. cheek after she's already dead. And that just like Right. Yeah, that it's hard. was oh, just yeah. heartbreaking. Oh, that totally Last did it. Nail it's hard totally did it. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little misty when I watched that. It was oh, absolutely, absolutely. It was very effective. I'm 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 over there like next to my wife. Like, don't let her know that I'm getting emotional about this movie. <laughs> like, like, like Chuck. I don't care. I know he gets it. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. So, anyways, un- I mean, now here's the thing about this movie. We just got through talking about this massive emotional climax. That's really where the bulk of this movie ends. Everything yep. else mm-hmm. that happens after this is, like we fan were talking service. about at the beginning, a lot of fan service. A lot right. of fan service and a massive battle, and that's about it. And it's really disheartening, to say the least. So, we go back to Ned and MJ, who just want to be able to see Peter. And they're both wishing for the same thing. And Ned does a little hand gesture, I just wish we could see him, and sparks shoot out of his fingers. And then he full-on opens up a portal, and here we go, we're off to the races with this one. Opens up a portal, and they see what they think is Peter at the end of an alley, and this new Peter, this Spider-Man character, comes rushing forward and jumps through this portal, and it's Andrew Garfield. What's funny about that is as soon as you saw him, you're like, that's a tall Peter. Yes. That's not our Peter. Yes. Like immediately when he jumps, when he's like running up there and jumping, you can tell the eyes are bigger. 
<clears throat> which is the amazing Spider-Man costume, had bigger eyes. Um, and the fact that they showed him standing there was like, well, he wasn't there. That wouldn't make too much sense. Uh, it was, so it was pretty obvious that we were going to see it at this point. Like we saw that and he jumped in. I'm like, why does he look so tall? It was another well. little thing that happened. Like when they're calling for Peter, like he's in the distance and he kind of gives that, I don't know what this is wave. Like, it was just yeah, ridiculous right. the way that it played out, but it was fantastic. And so, it's, he, he, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Can I, can I give my one grievance with the MCU and this whole multiverse thing? Oh, so you got one. Not Spider-Man, multiverse. Oh. And I understand why. I understand why they did it because they're giving credence to the two, the other two um, Spider-Man that were created, other other movies that were out there. Mm-hmm. But if you look at any other theory on multiverse or universes out there, where you have, you know, this parallel dimension, a parallel universe going on, Peter Parker would be Peter Parker in every universe. And he could be right. a different version of Spider-Man or a different way of Spider-Man. Or he, he may not even be Spider-Man in some universes. Right. But it would be like Tom Holland would be Spider-Man in every single universe. It wouldn't be three different Peter Parkers all look are very different people. They would all be the same person. Have you played Shattered Dimensions, sir? Yeah. I have not. But oh, <laughs> that so explains good. a lot. That's that, the peril, that, no, that's that completely <laughs> that completely explains why you're having this issue right now. <laughs> right. So it, it it in in video game lore in I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but in like some comic storylines that had to do with like the registration and, and the multiverse within the MCU, there are different variations of what Peter looks like. Mm-hmm. I think I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure like there well, were well they did it through Loki there were too. Times, Loki there was were, different. There were it, times when Kirby drew those characters different, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Well, think, even Loki was who? even 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 <laughs> Loki was different in every single universe. Uh-huh. Yeah. So no, I mean, not every single. I mean, he. He looked no, different. He didn't always look different. He was black. Always. He was black. President Loki. He was a frog. President Loki. <laughs> President Loki. <laughs> he, was a, um, he was an alligator. He was an alligator. Come on. He wasn't a frog. Thor was a frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thor was a frog. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thor was but, a frog. But first of all, how do we even, how do we even know that the alligator was Loki? Yeah, that crown. Well, he's, he's green. <laughs> oh, sure. That too. But, but what I'm saying is, the if it's, when you look at, a lot of parallel universes, they look at the like their doppelganger. You know, it's the other version of them. I actually have a line about that in my notes. Go for it. So, we get Andrew Garfield, and he makes his appearance. And it's a little bit of confusion at first. Andrew Garfield is amazed that things like string theory and multidimensional displacement is is all real. Like, he's all for everything yeah. that's going on right now, and it's fantastic the way that he plays it. I never appreciated Andrew Garfield before, but here, I actually mm-hmm. don't mind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same same across the board, the two yep. of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cool. thought they revived yep. him. I thought they gave him a better... He was, again, like Jimmy Fox. They, he was better in this. They redeemed him. Yes. Right. Here. I would, I would, I would yeah. have to say so, in um, so many ways. It's really funny that MJ wants him to prove that he's Spider-Man. So 
in order to get him in a spider tingly thing going on, she throws a piece of bread at him. Which is fantastic. <laughs> I love the line. She goes, I thought you you, you have that tingle thing. You say, yeah, not for not bread. For bread. <laughs> <laughs> she, and then she picks up another piece of bread and goes to throw it again. Please, please don't do the bread again. I, 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 he's, he's, he's had enough. So he jumps up and he, you know, clings to the ceiling with the tip of his fingers. And crawl around. It's all right. Yeah, sure. Crawl <laughs> around. And he's, he doesn't want to do that. He thinks that the fingers are enough until Ned's grandmother mom i'm not exactly sure who she was um asks him if he can clean out the cobwebs that are in the corner and he says okay fine sure no problem and he crawls over on the ceiling to clean up the cobwebs um i thought of one thing when i saw this lee might get this reference chuck i don't know what your history with music is and how geeky you are about it but um do either one of you remember that ridiculous lionel richie uh music video dancing on the ceiling Absolutely. That's, that's all I thought about when I saw this. I actually this. have the vinyl over here. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, my God. Oh, he yes. has to go get it now. Thank you. It's the most ridiculous music video you'll ever see in your life. If you actually, if you want a good chuckle, yeah, there it is. If you want a good chuckle, it's something to absolutely watch. The video starts like any other 80s music video, right? But then all of a sudden, he just, he puts his foot on the side of a wall, and then he starts walking up the wall, and then the entire party of people who were there are walking on the wall with him, and then they all end up on the ceiling, and there's just this ridiculous dance number that's going on. It's so stupid. It's so stupid, but that's the only thing that I got up. And Lee, I love you for actually getting this reference. It's it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyways, yep. so everybody's convinced that this is Peter Parker. Everybody's convinced that this is Spider-Man. This is great, but it's the wrong Peter. And MJ says, well, Ned, just open up another portal. Keep doing it until we get the right Peter. And we all know what's coming next. Everybody knows what's coming next. My fear, Peter Porker. Yeah, Peter Porker. Spider that Ham. Would, that would have been great. <laughs> or, um, or Spider Pig. But anyways. Spider Pig. Spider, spider Pig. Does whatever a Spider Pig whatever does. Whatever a Spider Pig does. <laughs> Can he swing? No, we can't. <laughs> He's a pig. <laughs> anyways, so Ned does his little finger twirly thingy. Three times a charm, a new portal opens up, and there he is, Toby Maguire. Behind him, you're right, behind him. And there he is, Toby Maguire is there, and he just says hello. Now. He's like, oh, hey, I hope you don't mind. This thing opened up, and I just kind of, oh, 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 it's it's gone. gone. It's gone. (laughs) Now. To something that Chuck was talking about a couple of minutes ago. As soon as the two Peters see each other, they each go into kind of like a combat mode. Yeah. I'm of the theory, I, I'm of the theory that each one of them had to deal with their own doppelgangers in some kind of way because it's the only thing that explains this reaction. Yeah. So he he says like, "Oh, I I'm over here." But he's like, "Wait, he's not your friend." Like, I didn't even understand what like what happened there. Like, what did they So was it was it their spider sense my, something my I, like my thing is and we get into it in a couple of seconds. Toby knows that there is a Spider-Man in this universe. He just doesn't know 
No, he but he just he but what he does know is it's not Andrew Garfield. And right. just for to keep everything, you know, linear here and 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 coherent, I'm not going to refer to them as Peter from here on out. I'm going to refer no. to them by Tom, <laughs> Andrew, and Toby. That's I'm going to do yeah. that moving forward just to keep everything. You oh, know, you don't want to do Peter same. one, Peter two, Peter. Three. I'm not doing that. No, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank Peter you. Peter three. This will get way too confusing, way too fast. I'm not doing it. So anyways, yeah, they each go into kind of combat mode and they each attack each other. I love that Toby's the one who gets the upper hand with his webs. Oh, yeah. He immediately oh, yeah. shuts down Andrew like it, like it's not even fair. It's ridiculous. So that's kind of why I'm on the, the whole doppelganger thing. Like, they've each had to deal with their own in some way. It's the only thing that explains this reaction from the both of them for me. Yes, no, maybe, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll no, accept I, it for I think right it's now. fantastic. I mean, if, 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 any, if anybody should be the, you know, should have seniority, it's Toby. And he does. Oh, and yeah. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's because he makes his own web. That's because we'll he's get- the cool youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, after their little tussle, not even tussle, after the little, you know, web competition here, um, we then see Ned's grandma or mother, I'm still not sure who she is again, who yeah. just basically yeah. wants the two of them to clean up all the webs that they left. They clean up this mess, please. And then in English, she says, okay, I'm going to bed. Like, it's re- yeah. like I didn't understand this at all. It was <laughs> yeah. just like, what? okay, whatever. <laughs> Toby then goes into the, 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 what's going to set up the ending of this movie, where he says, I need to find your friend. I just feel like he really needs my help. And Andrew has to chime in, our help. Like, he has to be involved. Yeah. They get into well, the, the whole- reason why they're doing that is because if the majority of people who like Spider-Man movies... They always exclude the amazing Spider-Man. So somehow they have to. Don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. I have to be a part of this. Peter three. <laughs> Peter three. You're amazing. <laughs> Anyways. So Toby flat out asks, is there a place where he would go where and he can't finish the sentence. So Andrew finishes it for him where he can just get away from everything. Andrew was on the top of the Chrysler building. Toby on the top of the em- I'm sorry. Toby was on top <laughs> of the Chrysler around. building. Andrew's on top of the Empire State because it's a better view. MJ knows exactly right. where to go, and they all go off to try to find Tom Holland. He's on top of some building. I don't think it's ever specified exactly where he is. Which the I, school I really? He's at the school. I, I'm pretty sure the it's school. the school. Is he top at of the school? school? Yeah. It's the same place that he was before. That's a with, really weird. That's a really weird place to go. Why it's his place to, to get because yeah. it's his place to get away from it all. That's where he was with MJ in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's his place. Where they had the so, almost kiss. Yeah, the, yeah. So they all show up at. Oh, I'm gonna go along with the two of you and say that they're all at the school. They all go there. Ned and MJ give Peter a hug. You know, they're just trying to be there for him and. Uh, Tom's really not having much of what's happening right now. He kind of just wants to be left alone and it's written all over his face. Until MJ says there are some people here who want to see you. And they go and, and he gets into defense mode and like jumps up like, who are you? Kind you of notice that like he, he was like on guard at that point. A little bit until he saw them jumping around. He wasn't very... expecting what he wasn't expecting them. He wasn't expecting. No. This. No, he was expecting the other guys. Expecting who? 
Probably the bad guys. I don't know. For some reason, like there's some some people who want to talk to you. Why would like, oh, MJ great. and like, Ned bring the bad guys to him? Uh, held hostage. Maybe they weren't being held hostage. Though. Uh, they were giving him a hug. I think he was just uh, thrown off because he, be he didn't like see that. him. I think it was more. Yeah. I think it was more. Okay, great. What now? More than on guard. Like I don't like. Right. There's there's nothing here yeah. that suggests that they were being held hostage, or that's even remotely what what Tom well, was I'm just, thinking. I'm just saying, why would he jump like that? He jumped a little bit. Sure. Because he wasn't but expecting it. That's the only reason why. I can get along well, we with that. <laughs> Anyways, so. The three Spider-Men in this scene have a nice conversation about loss. How Andrew and Toby both lost Ben. They get the whole, with great power comes great responsibility line. They're finishing each other's sentences. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, Tom Cute. Holland really doesn't care anymore. He's over the whole thing. He's really torn up about the loss of May, which I completely understand where he's coming from. It's really, it's, it's, they're still piling on really thick. Like the gut wrench is still there and they're just turning it and turning it and turning it. It's really emotional and I really appreciate what this was. And I'm, I can't say it enough that Tom Holland is a phenomenal actor, but yep. he doesn't care anymore. In this moment, he doesn't care. He's going to send everybody home. And it's now Toby and Andrew's problem. If you kill them, fine. He really doesn't care. He wants to be done with this. He apologizes for dragging them out there. <sighs> yeah. No? Nothing? Okay. No, that's what happened. <laughs> I I don't know. I I do think they, they did make the introduction of the three of them together a little too easy. Um but, you know, it is what it is. I, you thought I it should have been it. more complicated or like. I don't know. It's, it seemed like we already were introduced to them through his friends. And then they're like, oh, here's this. It just it, it didn't seem cinematic. It seemed just like, oh, here you go. I guess. Yeah, it was just. I, I think it. I think it kind of was handed to us, but, you know, I, I don't think that. I think they were trying to focus more on the big reveal to the audience through the portals. And, you know, we talked about this with Hawkeye, where they did the big reveal that he was Ronin to her. And we already knew that. So with this, they weren't going to overplay it again. No. Do it. That's how I took it. No, I, I don't know. How, the thing is, the reason why I can't really criticize it too much is because I don't know what I would suggest they do otherwise. Like, what I'm, what is it that I'm missing? Something was missing, but I can't put my finger on it, so it's hard for me like to actually a say. a big chase scene between the three of them. Like, like they, they're chasing after somebody, and then they bump into each other. Like, no, what are you doing? What are you no, doing? Who are you? Like, he attacks them and then takes off or something like that, and... He is in denial that they are them eh, or him. Uh, maybe. But, but he but he already at the same time has expect he already knows that there are people from other universes here, so he's not too shocked. True. Like I can kind of forgive it. I think it's a problem that we're overlooking right now. And I I, I I've had this feeling about it since I watched the movie the first time. Ned gets powers out of nowhere, and this is the reason why. And I think that's what feels the most jarring. Mm. Like, there's no hint that he's going to be, like, magical in either of the other films. 
Uh, but he says it in this film. He, I have he magic. says it in yeah. this film. This is something right. new. And the only reason why they're giving him these powers is so that he could introduce Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Absolutely. And it yep. feels kind of forced. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like he earned it. It's just like, we, we need a way to get them on the screen. Oh, Ned, 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 Ned is magic. There's the answer. Mm-hmm. It's, eh. Yeah. That could be part of the reason why it doesn't feel as climatic as... Well, no, because they're already wanted. here. They're al- they could have yeah. done it any other way. They're already in this I universe. Guess, yeah. So it wasn't like... I could, I, could, I could see your point if he did that and he pulled them from their universes over here. They were already in this universe. He just opened up a portal right. to two blocks down, let's say. Um, right, right. If he could do what Strange could do and go to a parallel universe and actually open up that portal, that I could see, you know, would be forcing it. Um, this was, you know, obviously by accident, um, but they were already here. And I think that's what forgives that. If they weren't already here, it'd be harder to forgive. Hmm. Yeah. That would be that'd be my stance on that. Sure. Anyways, so while they're all on top of the school roof, having this conversation about loss and going through everything, I actually thought the one who stole this scene was Andrew. Because he has this wonderful story about well not wonderful, but story about how he lost Gwen and that made him rageful and he stopped pulling his punches right. and it just he doesn't want to see Tom Holland go down that same road. And it was really emotional the way that um, Andrew Garfield was able to deliver this. And again, I, I really appreciated it. Like, I, I, I have a lot more respect for him now than I did before. I will say oh, that. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I think why they did that was, again, to, to redeem his character, you know, to give him that type of that, you know, well-deserved closure, because basically that happened. And then they never made a sequel to that movie. They just stopped and were like, oh, man, how does he, like, deal with that? They wanted to give him some level of closure and and give him a chance to, again, redeem his his acting, you know, his his part that he played, you know, because it was so just it was open ended. And he's he's kind of the joke of the franchise. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it was well done. It was well deserved. Agreed. And yeah. And it gets even better. Oh, absolutely! Yes, it does. I, I teared up. I teared up later on. Yeah, we, I think we all like, did. Oh, this is it's it's actually pretty good. We all. I think we all did it the same scene. It kind of seems like where it's going right now. So yeah, Toby tells somewhat of a similar story about loss and grief when he tells about you know how he wanted to kill the man he thought killed Ben and he got what he wanted and it's very much a warning. Mm. I don't understand. Maybe I missed something in my watches, but I, I for, completely forget how this transitioned to them being on the roof, and now they're in the lab all working together. Like, it's just like, okay, team up, team go. Like, Well, because basically at that point they just said, you know, we need to find a way to, to, um, to cure them, right? Yeah, they had that conversation. They have that conversation yeah. in the lab, but on I'm talking about like, oh, do they? They have part of it. Yeah, they finish it in the lab. Yeah. They started on the roof and but then they get in the lab. Tom Tom tells him that, you know, he he wants to to make it right. He doesn't want to do it. Well, first he says he wants to kill He wants to kill he wants to kill Norman. Goblin. Goblin, right. Yeah. Um but he tells him his ultimate plan. They said we can do this together. And then he goes into the lab and it finishes up there. Okay. So they they allude to it on the roof, they finish it up in the lab. 
So we get a full-on Spider-Man, Spider-Men team-up type deal going on. And division of labor time. Tom, is he's going to work on a, a de-electrified device for Electro. Andrew is going to work on a cure for Lizard to turn him back into a human. And Toby is going to work on an anti-serum for, for, uh, for Osborn. And from here on, it's kind of geeky, like within the lab. And it's supposed to be funny. Like this, after this part, it's kind of wonky the way that the movie is. There are supposed to be comedic moments, but they don't land because of a massive emotional gut punch that everybody just went through. So for me, I'm still yeah. I'm still reeling from like May and Tom Holland's performance and the way that the conversation between the three of them on that on that roof go. That every joke that they try to do after this was like, eh, it's a little too soon. I'm still kind of upset i can see it i think it's it's i think it's what's given me the hesitancy to really put my final stamp on this movie because i feel like there were so many great parts to it but it just kept on going and going and going not all happy not all funny not all serious and dramatic or action or whatever it's just there was so much just kind of happening throughout it was really hard to to get a grasp and feel like okay i'm comfortable here okay i'm comfortable here oh i'm shocked here but that's good because it got me out of this thing here in a good way. So I think just the flow of the movie itself, that might be the only real gripe I have with it is just, it flowed in a funny way because it didn't seem like they gave us enough time to kind of ramp up yeah, to each part. I know what you mean. So, so yeah, I, I can see that what you just said really does kind of fit into where I was a little hesitant about giving my final, you know, like, okay, so once I see this movie again, you know, nice, clear, good audio and everything, yeah. um, watching be this movie fully, it may be different. I think it'll, I'll, I'll, it'll give me a chance to really um, reevaluate and see where I feel. I don't know. I'm, or see how I feel about the whole thing. And the whole reason why I bring that up is because of two of the immediate jokes or, or what's supposed to be jokes that happen after this. So Ned and Toby are talking and Ned asks him, so do you have a best friend or anything? Yeah, I did. He died in my arms because he was trying to after kill trying me. To kill after me. trying to kill me. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's supposed to be funny, but that's, that's not really funny. Like we just went through this whole thing. I don't know. I don't know if that one lands. That one's kind of like. I don't think that part. That wasn't the funny part. That was setting up. We're getting there. What was coming? (laughs) We're we're getting there. Toby and Andrew then have a talk about relationships, and Toby, you know, reveals that him and AJ, AJ, him him and MJ, uh, actually made it work, and it's you know working out pretty well for them. And but he said it was complicated. Yeah, he started off by saying it's complicated. It's complicated, but we made it work. What? Okay, sure. We. That's broad. Don't you think? That should seem like more. And then we get what is supposed to be the big internet joke of this movie, where Ned says, hey, Peter, and all three of them point at each other. Because it continues. It goes, Parker. They all do it again. He goes, Spider-Man. And they all do it again. (laughs) They kept, kept driving it through, which is, it got funnier and funnier. Then he goes, the computer. Um... And the the fact that they were trying to, you know, he's trying to talk to his best friend, but they're all, you know, it's an age-old joke. It happens in all the movies where you have two or three of the same people in the, you know, from multi, it, it happens every single time. They just had to make it funny. I, I was I was okay with it. Sure. <clears throat> Somewhere in here during their time in the lab together, I completely forgot to put it in here, but it's coming to my mind right now. They're giving Andrew 
stuff for his webbing, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Toby looks he's and like, says, "What do you mean?" He's like, "What do you what mean? Is web that? cartridges? Web cartridges?" <laughs> and he just shoots one, and both Andrew and Tom are <laughs> Tom. absolutely <laughs> stunned that this actually came out of his body. That was funny. <laughs> And it's only funny because of what actually happens later with this whole thing. So I thought that that was hilarious. That actually did kind of oh, land yeah. for me. Anyways, so here is the Do you plan. know why Raimi did that? Why he... Raimi made the decision to make the web shooters come out of his arms? Yep. No mm-hmm. idea. I'm sure because you will back, tell me. Because 20 years ago when they did that, his fear was that people would find a way to actually create their own web shooters and use it and then people would get hurt and then sue the right. franchise over it. Right. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Not at oh, all. That's it. So he said it's going to be part of him. That way they can't recreate it in real life. That's hysterical. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That is absolutely hysterical. <sighs> because Spider-Man in any comic and in any movie aside from the Raimi-verse has never had it come out of his wrist. It's always been a cartridge. Not always a cartridge. Or when he had, when he was black suit Spider Man, he didn't have to have cartridges. It just came out of the suit. Well, it was part of the suit. I mean, it wasn't. In, it still wasn't right. Part but of I'm saying thing. right, but it didn't, right. it didn't. It 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 wasn't a cartridge per se. Right. But that is the only other time that he didn't need to have cartridges. So have it, because, so he did because he didn't suit. want to get sued over the fact of oh somebody else tried to recreate what I created on screen and it was CG'd and they did it for real life and then they were swinging from this web and they get hurt and then they sue and that was during the time of like people suing mcdonald's for you know for spilling hot coffee on their laps and all this other stuff so he was staying clear of all of that and just you know what it's a part of him the, the fact that we have to have like warning labels on like motor fluid saying please do not drink just shows you what this world has, has come to kids are stupid kids no kids are stupid don't eat the Tide Pods. <laughs> Kids are so dumb. Like, never mind about the. Wait, wait till they find out about the popcorn on the ceiling. Like, I shudder at a lot of the things that I did as a child and survived. I can't. Like, I I did some pretty stupid stuff when I was a kid, but I never. Right, I'll tell you what didn't survive back then with your glasses. No, they didn't. I never drank <laughs> motor fluid, or or tried to down. You know. Laundry detergent. detergent. <laughs> like, these were never things that occurred to me. Never occurred to me. Shove a uh, a knife in a light socket. Yeah, I, I I did that. I was that dumb. Like I was that dumb kid. But so here's the plan for this final act of what this movie is going to be, and then we're done and getting out of here. The plan is that they are going to try to cure all of these villains while they try to kill them. That is basically it, and they enact this well, plan brilliantly. Yeah, so kind they of. get to the point there where they're they're talking about it, and there's a line. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna kick some butt." And he's like, "No, no, we're gonna cure some butt." <laughs> and of course, it came from Toby Maguire. Of, of all did. people were like, "Yeah, like of course I'm it like, did." I, I think I leaned over to both you, Chuck, and my wife, and said, "Only Toby Maguire could could have that line," yep. and and it, and it completely fit. Yep. <laughs> and but the, the the line that comes out there from from Andrew Garfield who again, he is the the cool Peter Parker of all of them. And that's why I never thought that he fit as a Peter Parker. He was too he was too cool for it. But he leans he's like, "So, we're all going to go out there like this. Are you guys going to show up like a cool youth pastor?" 
And there's the other uh, clapping and cheering that Chuck loved so much is when Toby just pull, he pulls the collar down a little bit to reveal that he's got his suit on underneath. My oh. theater, my theater went nuts too. I was annoyed by that oh, because yeah. it's like he pulled his collar down. Everybody relax. Like you're gonna get to see him. You're gonna get to see him with the suit on. Like <coughs> that yeah. did bother me. Like that was a little bit. Yeah. That was a little bit over the top. Everyone clapped I say for one Charlie thing, Cox in this theater too. I was just like. Every little oh, yeah. thing, the whole theater erupted. I was like, I'm you done. know what? No, no, no. See, I erupted for Charlie Cox, okay? So deal with it. That deserved an <laughs> applause. So so do you guys remember? I think I sent it to you guys at one point, probably like a year ago, but there was this really, really cool picture of Toby Maguire as like an aged Spider-Man. And he had like a beard. His suit was kind of like a like a leather jacket Spider-Man suit, but it was like a red, like a dark red leather jacket, almost, you know, a daredevil red. Um, Spider-Man suit and it looked really cool he had like a not like a super beard but like you know it was there like probably like a month of beard and it, it looked it looked really cool I'm like whoa that's and he had like a scar on the side of his face I'm like that's the Spider-Man I'd like to see show up but then we see this cool youth pastor show up and I was like all right well that'll do <laughs> I, was- I, I, I would have liked to see him like aged a little bit like a little bit of the gray on the sides you know maybe a beard you know, I thought that would have been kind of cool to see. They didn't do it. No. I, I, I'm Whatever, that's fine. It's just that, like, when I saw that, you know, fan art that, I mean, looked really realistic, I was like, oh, man, that would be so cool. So maybe I got my hopes up thinking if he does show up, he'll look, you know, like aged and older, not just, you know, clean shaven and older. <laughs> I don't know. So we're in the final stretch of this movie. And Tobey Maguire appears on the Daily Bugle newscast, basically apologizing for bringing all of this dangerousness to, to the world. And it's his fault that all these people are there. He's basically just doing this to lure the villains to the Statue of Liberty, where there is a giant half-constructed shield on the Statue of Liberty, which looks awesome. So here's where I was so excited, because I'm pretty sure that all three of us saw the episode of Hawkeye the day before this release. So we saw Hawkeye on Wednesday, and then we saw this on Thursday. Um, So yeah, all three of us did. And I remember that line specifically where Yelena says, I would love to go see the the new renovations or whatever of the Statue of Liberty, the new and improved Statue of Liberty. And I'm like, what's that about? Mm. And then this movie, the following day, the following day showed it. And I was like, Wow! They planned it. That was perfectly they timed. They planned it just perfectly right. Perfectly timed. Yeah. I was so excited. I'm, a, but then I'm going. Why would they replace the torch with, with Captain America's shield? Because he's Captain America. I get it. I get but then it. They, but then they get rid of it. So yeah, so. yeah. And then it's just back to the torch. It's just again. back to the torch. But you know, it's it's Captain America. What do you want? I mean, I was thinking maybe replace the book and just put the shield there and keep the torch up. I don't know, but. It was just funny. It's like, yeah, let's just that would have been, giant. you know what? That would have been a lot better. That would have been pretty cool. But get rid of the book. Sure. Hey, whatever. Anyways. So Peter is basically just trying to lure them to the new Statue of Liberty where this is giant shield. And we all, you know, knew about that. All right. So now we're on top of the scaffold and the three of them, mm. they're hanging out. They're talking and Andrew cracks Toby's back because his back is bothering him. <laughs> I love it. It was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty fun. cool. Andrew kind of takes a knee and he's looking around and he looks at Toby. He looks at Tom and he's like, I love this. I always wanted brothers. He's so weird. 
but yep. it works. Yeah. It works really, really well. You're then amazing. we get into yeah. Then, we're not there yet. Then we get into it. <laughs> we get into we get into it pr- pretty heavy here. Andrew and Tom are very curious about Toby's uh, web situation over here. <laughs> At first, Toby's like, I don't really want to talk about this, but they kind of coax him into it. They're both curious because they can't do it. And Tom flat out asks him, so does it come out of your wrists or does it come out of anywhere else? No, anywhere no, else? <laughs> just, just my wrists. And... It's hilarious. Like just the just the way that the three of them are bantering off of one another in this in this part is is phenomenal. And the two of you alluded to it earlier, and you have been through this entire cast. Tom, uh, not Tom. Uh, Andrew feels lame compared to the two of them. <laughs> they all have a. They, before we get into this, they all have a conversation about who they fought. You know, Toby has fought in an alien. Tom has fought in an alien in space. An alien in space. And Andrew <laughs> fought a rhino, a mechanical rhino. A guy, a guy <laughs> in a mechanical rhino. So he feels lame. And Toby kind of plays like a therapist in this scene. Wait a minute. Can we rewind it to the lame part? You're, not, you're amazing. Can you say it? Can you say it? You're amazing. You, you are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you need to say it. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing is what it was. That's... So, let's just get right into the battle. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. I'm just going to run right through everything. The first person to arrive is Electro. Tom tosses the box to, box to MJ, and she tries to, well, actually, Ned tries to close up the, uh, the portal, but he's having a really hard time. Lizard follows up. He does absolutely nothing for this fight on behalf of the villains. He just kind of gets wrecked the whole way through. I don't even know why he was there. Sandman shows up, and he does something by grabbing one of them. And at the beginning of this fight, it's kind of clunky because the three of them, these three Spider-Men, have no idea how to operate as a unit because none of them have had to operate as a unit before, with the exception of Tom Holland, who was an Avenger. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, that's what, awesome. What's, what, what's, what's that? What's, what's, the, what's, what's that? Exactly. The Avengers? What's that? A band? Were you in a band? They have, they have a huddle. <laughs> they have a huddle, and all that is explained. I don't want to brag, but I used to be an Avenger. What's that? And neither Tom nor Toby know anything about this this or Avengers Andrew. word. Yeah. They think it's a band or whatever. So <laughs> now I was I want to say I'm a little confused here because I really felt that they were they were going to take this whole thing and lead up to like the Sinister Six. You That's know? essentially what this like, movie turned into. It is. However, let's count this out. Oh, there's Sandman. not Sandman. There's not six. Oh, hold on, hold on. No, there are. Ready? Sandman, Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro, Lizard, tree. and the Tree. <laughs> wow, the Tree. <laughs> the Tree. Okay, it's just a tree. <laughs> just a tree, man. All right. So they have a huddle. The whole Avengers thing happens. And the three of them agree that they're going to operate as a union. And Tom says, trust your Spidey Tingle, and we'll just coordinate our attacks. And they all agree that they're going to go after one target at a time. The first target that they go after is Sandman, which is easily handled because they basically throw one of these things into his cloud. And, yeah, is, 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 that, mm-hmm. is that not what happened? I'm sorry. Well, no, he's, he, he's well, getting, no, he I gets mean, buried in the top of the um, Statue of Liberty, yeah. to- and he Toby grabs it buried. and then flashes it, and then he 
it spins. Yeah, it gets it it gets thrown into Sandman's cloud. Like Sandman is like waving around like a like a storm, and it basically gets like the 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 cure no, or no, whatever no, 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 it no, no, is. No, no, to- Toby gets caught by Sandman in the head of the Statue of Liberty and gets buried under the sand oh. and catches it. And that so so the thing gets thrown to sure. him. His hand reaches out of the sand, grabs it, perfect timing because the tingle. Uh. And then activates it, throws it down, and that takes down Sandman. It was actually a pretty cool shot. It was quick, but it was actually pretty cool. Hmm. Because Sandman really isn't a bad guy. No, not at he's all. He's not a bad guy. He's just distrustful. Right, he just wants to yeah, see his daughter just... again. Yeah. Yep. So, that was really easy work of Sandman, and he's done. It's, 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 it's over for him, and he's just basically turning back to human up inside of the Statue of Liberty, and he's basically just going to wait there for everything to be ended so he can go home. Okay. So, there's a lot more fighting. There's a lot more back and forth. Otto shows up, and he completely plays Electro for a fool. He shows up, he grabs, I don't know which two Spider-Men he grabs. Do either one of Andrew you Andrew and Toby. He grabs Andrew and Toby. Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. He grabs Andrew and Toby. And psychs out Electro completely, then turns to Electro, grabs the device that <laughs> grabs the device that Tom made, straps it straight to Electro, zaps the electricity right out of him. This thing lit up a lot faster than it did the first time it was on him, which I thought was really interesting. Go ahead. It was yeah. plugged into his suit, that's why. And the first time it was just attached to his chest. In this one, it actually had a you could see like a pin. And he plugged it right into where the arc reactor was, and it did it right away. Yeah. So, finally, so that takes care of Electro, and he's dealt with perfectly. Next is Lizard. I do not care about how this happened. It was a big puff of green smoke. (laughs) That was basically it. They threw it. He Mm -hmm. bit it. It was smoke. And he is cured. And now he is man again. Yeah, it was basically just like the Amazing Spider-Man. Pretty much. That's how how he was turned. That's kind of what I read. Yeah. Yeah. Giant green puff of smoke, and we're done. Um, we're back down to Electro, or I guess I can call him Max now. He's kind of bummed out that he's going to be a regular guy again. Him and Andrew have a good little talk. Um, he has a really interesting line that, that, that tells me that there's going to be more about this universe coming in the future. That, um, you know, you're a kid, you're from Queens, you're saving poor people. I just thought you were going to be black. Eh, they're going to be a black <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man out there somewhere, right? Miles Morales. Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Otto Octavius and Toby, they have their f- first face-to-face in we don't know how many years. They're both really happy to see each other. I really love the way that Alfred Molina played this off. Like, he was genuinely oh, yeah. happy to see him. Peter, how are you, my boy? Like, it's so perfect, the way that everything goes. Right. And just as every... It was really good. Excuse me. And just as everybody is about to be sent home, Goblin crashes the party. And after a few explosions and that glider of his going absolutely haywire, MJ falls, and she's tumbling to the ground. Tom tries to rescue her, but he's knocked out of the way by said glider, and which Andrew is the one who jumps into action and actually saves the girl, which I thought was yes. fantastic. Perfect redemption. It was amazing. Perfect it. redemption the, for li- him. the line there that's fantastic is he looks at her as he saves her, and he, after he saves her, and he goes, Are you okay? And she can, she's like, yeah, but he's like clearly like in tears. And she's like, are you okay? And it was played to be funny. Mm. 
a little bit, but it was also played to be very much tugging on the heartstrings to, that he had his redemption. Like that was like we, he was being redeemed throughout this whole movie. And then here he was redeemed like completely, even for himself, you know, not just for us viewing it. Right. And it was, it was so well executed, even putting the humor in there from MJ, because that's how she would respond. Like, uh, are you okay? Cause you're just like crying. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just saved me. Thank you. Like he was bawling. You're crying. What's the deal? He was really emotional. It was amazing was really because I was I was right there with him because that that scene I know you didn't remember it or see it or whatever will but that scene was huge and it was like oh my god I can't believe his girlfriend just died and the way she did was ridiculous really yeah so basically he shoots a web down to catch her and it does catch her but the problem is it was like a foot too long because when she when the the web stopped she just smacked her head on the ground just her head boop on the ground and that killed like, her like whiplash smacked her head on the ground like yes like her body stopped but her head just went boop, boop on the ground that's and that's how she that died sounds, and i was like that sounds really stupid it was it was ridiculous <laughs> but you were like whoa like it was it was like million dollar baby like you know <laughs> perfect way to fall and it's like then there we go like I was like, oh, man. So it happened, and it was, like, super impactful because you realize, like, he thinks he did it. Like, okay, we're good. Nope, she's still dead. Anyways, yeah. So Andrew in this movie saves the girl, and I was really happy for him. So the emotion on his face and everything, I was right there with him. I was with him for it. And I I said it a couple of times in this review. This is the last time I'm going to say it. I have a lot more respect for Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man than I previously did. And I'm going to leave it at that. I forgot to mention that somewhere in the midst of all this chaos in this battle, Ned opens up a portal and Strange just comes back. So he's he's here now, and it's it's this is a thing. I don't and think Ned opened that portal up. I think Strange did. Ned opened that portal. Str- yeah, I thought he just. I thought Strange just came back. No, Ned opens the portal. I think and Strange, Strange walks through. That. Oh, okay. Trust me, Ned opens the portal because they're trying to get away, and Strange just they're walks trying to close through. the portal. Oh, yeah. They're on the other side. Yeah. They're on the scaffold, not in the apartment when this happens. Yeah. So it, it, there, there was a whole chase scene that I kind of skipped over, and I, I, I really don't care. I'm not going to be sorry about that. The point is yeah. that Strange is back. <laughs> and Strange takes a look at all the chaos that's going on, and he's actually kind of impressed that Peter was able to pull this off, that he was able to actually, you know, work together with a team and, and cure all of these people so that they don't go back to their home worlds and die. And Strange is impressed and actually kind of happy for him in that moment, which I thought was really cool. All right. So, somehow, this box that is essentially the button to send everybody home gets blown open. And Strange is doing his best just to contain it, but it's not really going his way. Because all around you, the sky is turning colors and the fabric of reality is beginning to split open. The only silhouette I picked up on was Rhino. There were others that I did not recognize, but I saw his. That was the only one that I, I thought saw. I saw the Watcher. You okay? Hmm. Yeah. Lee, any any of them? I I couldn't tell what it okay. was. It was just like there were just so many. I was overwhelmed. That's the thing, though. There were a lot of them, so it wasn't it wasn't just me that was seeing things. Like there were clearly silhouettes of villains or of people that were kind of starting to come through. Right. But yeah. I did see Rhino, so that's that's the only one that I saw. Strange is having a really hard time keeping this whole thing shut. So, we're at the end of the movie now. 
and Tom Holland and Goblin are going to have one last 1v1 battle. With the exception of a couple of punches that Goblin is able to land, this is very one-sided. Tom oh, Holland yeah. easily handles Goblin. It's not even a fair fight. It's absolutely ridiculous. And we were talking about it a little bit earlier. As soon as Tom has Goblin beat, he goes over, grabs that broken glider that smashed on the ground earlier in the film, and is getting ready to cave in Goblin's dome. And then Andrew... Andrew, and then Tobey Maguire comes out of nowhere and stops him. It's, and it had to be. With the power of his face. What? With the power of his face. What are you talking about? Of the Tobey face. The Tobey face. He just, he just jumped up there, stopped him, and then just stared at him. He he stopped him. He held it at bay. You know, know. protecting Goblin. Like, he didn't catch. And he made it, and he made a Tobey face. Well, he was looking at him. I know. I'm just saying, Toby's face is very distinct. Oh my! I loved this. Ne- need I pull it back up? No, yes. no. I loved <laughs> the way that this ended because they didn't need to say anything to each other. Like they knew. Like Toby understood that Tom wanted to kill him, and Tom understood that okay, maybe this isn't who I am. I don't need to do this. I understand what you're trying to do. Like it was better left unspoken. I thought. Well, it was, it was the ex- yeah. it was the exact conversation that um, Andrew had earlier is after. He lost him. He stopped holding his punches. Yeah. And in this movie, he was holding his punches before May dies. May dies. This is in the first conflict. In this conflict, she is now gone. Now he's no longer holding his punches. And and um, Goblin even says it to him earlier. He says one of the one of your weaknesses basically is your morality. Yes. And in this point, he in this part, he loses all of that. And it's Toby's character that comes back and actually kind of reminds him of that that this is this is who we are we don't do this this is who we are we have we are are moral we have compassion you know we don't react this way and and all of that was was, without a word without a word it was brilliant i loved it it was it was very well done so it's over um we think so peter peter i'm gonna keep doing that i apologize Tom sets the glider down, and he concedes this, and he's like, okay, fine, Toby, you win. And then Goblin stabs Toby right in the side of the stomach. Mm-hmm. It's great. Again. <laughs> he's mm. again. Yeah. It's fantastic. He falls to the ground. Andrew kind of sees what's going on, grabs the anti-serum, hurls it towards Tom. Tom grabs it simultaneously and just stabs Goblin right in the neck with this thing. And crisis is averted on that front why didn't they lead with that why didn't they lead with why didn't toby jump down with the serum <laughs> my point is why didn't that happen sooner because you had to andrew have because you there. had to have the emo- andrew was you had to have the emotional pay- payoff of toby like you said earlier of toby being the senior one here i know like, and i'm so glad that like... he got that moment I, I appreciate the whole I thing. I too. So did I. No, I appreciate it. I just think it's funny. Like, if you're thinking it from a tactical standpoint, like, let's think of it from we're in this and not thinking it as a cinematic thing. Why wouldn't you say, hmm, I've got the cure here. That's the first thing I should do is just go down there and stab <laughs> the dude. No, no. Let's just sit here and watch and see, is he going to kill him with that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you, 
better get down there and stop him. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just it seemed funny. I to me. like to think of but, it like this. Both Andrew and Toby know that Tom kind of deserves this fight. Mm-hmm. Like he, like like Goblin kind of got it coming to him. Like you know, a couple of punches, a couple of body slams here and there. That's not really going to kill him. And if things go too far, you know, you can kind of step in. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. I mean, that that makes sense to me in my head canon. I know that from a tactical standpoint, Lee is absolutely right. But just I don't know. I I love this emotional payoff here at the end, especially the look between um, Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire. I thought it was phenomenal. I wouldn't have wanted this to end any other way. It was I'm, I'm fantastic. It was 100 percent fantastic. So. Now that the villain crisis is averted, we can pay more attention to what's going on with reality because Strange is having a really hard time just keeping everything together until Tom basically says, well, what if you do another spell? What if you just no, go back to the original spells what he says, which okay. it's not the yeah. original fine, spell. Fine, fine, fine. But we can't do the original spell. So mm-hmm. that's kind of minute. The new spell is going to be that nobody's going to remember Peter Parker. It's going to be as if he never existed. And this is really getting strange a little bit choked up because he goes, everybody that you loved, everybody that you know will have no memory of you at all. And yeah. Hey, if that's the way that it's going to be, that's the way that it's going to be. And Tom agrees to this whole thing and goes off to say his goodbyes. He says goodbye to Toby and goodbye to Andrew. I love the goodbye that the three of them share because Tom oh, yeah. Holland is having a really hard time getting the words out, but they both stand there like like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield both stand there like, it's okay, we, we get it, this is what we do. And they all share right. a giant hug and that's their goodbye and I thought mm-hmm. it was fantastic. So, is anybody else I mean, we, we saw a death in here. The fact that Toby got stabbed at that point and then didn't die <laughs> not that I'm saying I wish he did, but isn't it odd that they, they, they really like cut the stakes down there? Like, it seemed like if that was going to happen, he gets stabbed and then they stab him, that there was nothing to, like, I don't know. I know you always talk about, like, you know, resurrections and stuff like that. Like, it needs to, there needs to be a cost at what cost. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm a little surprised they didn't just kill off Toby to bring back Norman, you know, and that was like the cost, you know, for, for resurrecting Norman Osborn, the man, you know, at Toby's, like he sacrificed himself in order to bring back Norman Osborn. <clears throat> Again, I'm not I'm I'm happy that it ended the way it did, but I'm su- I'm almost surprised that they didn't do it, but then again, it's Disney, so I'm not surprised that they didn't try to give us as much of a happy ending as as they could. So, I don't know. I just thought it was strange that he got stabbed and they're just like, "Oh yeah, I'm stabbed. I get stabbed all the time." I mean, it hurts, but I'm like, "Uh." <laughs> like that's what they they played it off as a joke, which to me kind of took away from the whole you stepped in, you stopped a guy from being killed, and then he stabbed you. And then, but you're okay, though. Yeah. Does it, does it seem a little bit like they, they kind of pulled it back a little bit there? Like they pulled a punch? Or I'm wondering if they actually did originally write it where he was done at that point. And then they said, no, that's too dark. You know, let's just not do that. Let's make it funny instead. Hmm. I see where you're coming from. I, I'm actually surprised that you weren't upset about that. I figured that you would be like, oh, he should have died. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I wasn't I to be quite honest with you, I wasn't even thinking about it when I saw it. I never expected hmm. any of them to die. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I am surprised that 
none of the villains died. I am what I'll tell you what I'm surprised about. I'm surprised that despite Strange's warning of this is their fate and that's what has to happen, that he was wrong. That I'm surprised but, about. But but I think that is what's playing going to be playing into the multiverse Absolutely. of madness. Absolutely 100%. Absolutely 100% because that's, agree with you. But I am very right. I'm I'm just surprised that I know I know Wong is a sorcerer supreme, but it, let's be honest, it's it's Strange's realm. I'm just surprised mm-hmm. that he was wrong in this aspect. Like, okay, <sighs> fate doesn't actually matter now. And wait a minute, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is what is going on with this reality? What are the ramifications of sending them back to their their individual universes alive? Like <clears throat> that whole thing is much more interesting to me than. Toby getting stabbed and living through it. I, I, well, I think that the, the lesson that he's learning here, and I think it's it's really interesting. Like, I wouldn't have, well, no, that wouldn't have worked. But um, Chuck under, obviously understands Doctor Who. Um, you remember when um, Capaldi was trying to figure out who he was, and then he remembered why he was given that face? It was so well done, because... The, the only other time, or the only time I remember, I know he was in another one too, but the one I remember the most was the Pompeii episode, where he, Peter Capaldi, was playing a character who had a family in Pompeii, and the doctor saved that family from being destroyed. And later on, when he's like, why do I have this face? I, I know this face. Why do I have this face? And it's because he realized that even though there is fate, even though things are supposed to happen, you know, he has the ability and the heart to save people from from destruction and from a fate that would otherwise be um, inevitable. So it was actually kind of cool that they did it. He learned something there. He learned that he has, even though he's not supposed to do it, he can do it and avoid some of the ramifications. And I think that's what uh, Dr. Strange is kind of getting here is that even though this is the case, you know, having doing everything for the right reason, you know, matters more, you know, and whatever ramifications come from it. Well, then maybe we were, that maybe that's what we need to face, you know, let's give, let's give up, you know, thinking practically and, you know, focusing on this thing and, and uh, approach everything from a heart standpoint. I mean, you, so, you I, I just, I don't know that I have a hard time coming from you, especially in this review, because you had such a hard time with Strange's character being like kind of a betrayal in the trailer. But now all of a sudden you're saying, well, I mean, you know, fate doesn't really matter. And that's something Strange is just going to have to learn. Like, dude, Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I argue just to argue. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't have any standpoint that wow, I hold tight to. <laughs> such a walk back. Anyways, so yeah, we're getting to the end of this thing now. No, but I, I, I absolutely hear where you're coming from. To me, it's just really odd that a character like Strange would just accept that things can be different from what they're like preordained to be in his headcanon. It's just, it's really weird. And I do agree with you that it's mm. probably going to tie into much of what Multiverse of Madness is going to be about. Like there, there, well, there has to be some kind of ramifications from this. Like this has mm-hmm. to be like one of the inciting events to set up what that movie is going to be. Like, dude, Strange, you had a job to do and you were supposed to send them back to their home. You did not do it and now you have to deal with it. Like... That's mm. it's kind of written on the wall there. And it's another reason why I don't think what happens at the end of this movie with this whole spell thing to make everybody forget Peter Parker, Parker is going to stick. I think that's going to be undone. Well, let's think about what just actually happened there. So the fact is these people were brought into this other uh, um, 
whatever this other universe right brought into this universe and then when they went back so instead of, so when they went back they went back to the points that they were at before they died before they were gone mm-hmm. right now if they went back and they were still who they were they would have died and then no big deal no variant right right now they're all variants yes, they are so when he when they go back they're creating another branch off the timeline another universe if the TVA so, does not get involved in this, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> right. Anyways, I want to get this over with. So, <laughs> he says his goodbyes to both Tom, to, to Toby and Andrew. I, I'm, I apologize for mixing up these names. I'm tired. I don't care anymore. He says his goodbyes to them. Then he runs on over to MJ and Ned and tells them what the deal is going to be, that they're not going to remember him. He promises that he will find them and tell them the truth about all this. And then he says his goodbyes to them. He ends everything with MJ with a kiss, and then the spell is done, and we're over. The, the, the world forgot who Peter Parker was. Because of the coffee shop where MJ works, and her and Ned have both been accepted to MIT, Peter uh, wants to tell them everything that's going on, but he just, for whatever reason, he doesn't. He just probably thinks that they're better off living their own lives without knowing who he is. I this can't... part would never happen. You you see this, and all I think of is, hold on, don't be scared. No, right? Butterfly effect? No. No. My only the question butterfly is- butterfly effect where he my, basically, you know, he sees her walking down the street, and he doesn't even say anything. He just kind of smiles and keeps on going. At the very end, yes. But the, yeah. the part I'm saying is, Ned and MJ were only friends because of Peter. Because yeah. of Peter. I know. But here's the difference, though. The thing is- he he said it would be as if Peter Parker never existed. If that was the case, then none of these connections would have been made. You know, Happy wouldn't have met May at all for any none. reason. You know, like all of these things wouldn't have happened. The world wouldn't have gotten unsnapped because he. Well, played they a part. covered so that just... through. I knew he through. I knew him through. But that was all yeah, covered but because Spider Man because he was Peter. That's my point. So, but the whole point that I'm getting at is he says that everybody will forget about you. That's really what happened. Like they were just they just forgot everybody in the world. For everybody in the world, I, I have to I have to stress that everybody in the world. I know everybody in the Thank world you. forgot. So, so it wasn't that he was. So it wasn't I, that I, he I've didn't been exist. With this for a while because that's. It wasn't it what so it's not that he didn't exist it's they just forgot about him. Yeah, he he didn't say you never existed. He said it would be like you never existed. It kind of it kind of leans on the side that he never existed because he has no diploma. He's going for his GED at the end of this thing. Right, right. So it's it it's that's the well, it's ne- tricky. He never this graduated. This is going to hang on, yet, hang so. on. If this okay, so right now the issues that we're bringing up, it's the same issues that I had with a time travel in Endgame. Mm-hmm. If when you start when you start tugging at some of those strings, everything just kind of falls apart. Right. And it's just I, I think I, I don't know. I'm gonna go back to something that the both of you kind of said earlier, where this just has to be one of those things where we have to kind of throw our hands up in the air and say, "Well, that's, just accept it." That's the movie, and we have to accept it. And I'll move on. I just don't yeah. like it. This is what I meant by, you know, the storytelling mechanic kind of falls apart for me in this movie. It doesn't it doesn't work. It 
doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think you could have done something where there was no spell. I think mm-hmm. the, the the easy explanation, the easy answer here is to keep the time travel in Endgame congruent and have it make a little bit more sense. That way, Strange would have the time stone. That ends a yeah. whole lot of problems in this movie. But if they're not doing that, then they're not doing that. So I don't right. know. That's that's my big complaint. And again, I don't think any of this is really going to stick. Um, the one thing about this final scene in the coffee shop before, you know, before Peter makes takes his leave is MJ still wearing the broken necklace. Yep, she's still wearing the the black doll. Why does she necklace. have this? Well, that's why if Peter it's a never of- existed. He never gave that to her. It's like he never okay, existed. Okay, fine. It's like he never existed. Fine. If that was the case, if he never existed, then she wouldn't have the cut on her head. It wouldn't be this. It wouldn't be that. She wouldn't know Ned. It's like... Okay. There's All tons right, of things. So, But that's the whole no, thing. Right. Is like, it's a matter of like, it's a forget, forget me spell. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. And, it's, and it's like, it stinks because then you start to think like that they forgot. Like, how can they explain all of these things? And I think that's what they're going to play into later on. It's like, oh, you're right. Like, where did I get this necklace? I don't remember. I just like to wear it. And again, I think. And then I, I'll okay, fine. I'll, yeah. I'll 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 walk that back. You're absolutely right. That if 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 it's more like a forget me thing, it's like you never existed. Fine, I'll I'll mm-hmm. swallow that. But still, I'm going to go back to the language and the spell. Everybody in the world, does this apply to Fury? Is about to forget. Hmm? Well, do you think this applies to Fury? Would he remember? Probably. I should hope so. But then again, then again, how much connection did Fury really have with Peter? Because the only time you really saw Fury and Peter, it wasn't even Fury. I don't remember them interacting ever huh. outside of Far From Home, which was not even Fury. Yeah, it was a scroll. Yeah. So. Okay, so Captain Marvel then. Is she the one? Hey, Peter Parker. The Guardians? They saw him without his mask <laughs> on, didn't they? On oh, Titan? Yeah, the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, because I don't think any of this is going <laughs> to matter in the end. It's, <laughs> I, just, I yeah. just don't. Anyways, um, we really end things off with Peter saying his goodbye to May over her grave. Happy's there. They knew, she, who knew May <laughs> through Spider-Man, which, okay, sure. Um... The movie ends with Peter in New York. He's in a cruddy apartment where it's exactly where he should be. We took three films to get from the womb to <laughs> a crappy New York apartment, which I think is just fantastic. And a police I really scanner. want to see the Russian guy come up and go, rent? <laughs> yeah, right. That would be It would have been awesome. Be with, awesome. His, with his creepy daughter that tries to like, that likes him. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, dude? She was so much nicer to him than MJ. There's a, there's a whole meme up about that. <laughs> so he has a police scanner. He's sewing himself a new suit. I really hope this new suit he's constructing has zero Stark tech. Like I don't. Oh, want it doesn't. Him to it have has anything. nothing. He made it with a sewing a machine. It's just a regular. It's, up. it's just a regular cloth suit. Perfect. It's a regular suit that he made. He made with like goodwill materials that were all shiny with a sewing machine. And the movie ends properly with him jumping out of a window. Mm-hmm. And we're done. Until the first end credit scene, which is basically Eddie Brock, who's in a bar, getting hammered. 
skinny dick. While exactly, <laughs> while while Venom is is speaking to him, he's asking a whole bunch of questions. No, no, first of all, Eddie Brock is asking a whole bunch of questions about superheroes, aliens, and a purple alien who's really in love with these stones. Yeah, it's like it's fantastic. <laughs> aliens don't care about stones. All they care about is eating brains. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love it because Eddie's looking at the bartender is like, okay, tell me again. And Venom's like, he's told you three times over the past how many hours. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's awesome. And of course, the skinny it's dip really line. Funny. And then Eddie stands up getting ready to leave. And Venom goes, we're drunk. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so yeah. <clears throat> It's so but, funny. Tom Hardy played this off so well, too. It was being fantastic. Like, oh. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> absolutely. He was so, confused. He was having this conversation. He it was perfectly done. And then he just I, I forgot vanishes. Who, I forgot who yes, did it, but somebody did it. Somebody did a video. Somebody did a video about Venom, but um, they cut out Venom's voice, so it just shows how awkward Tom Hardy looks when he's sitting there next to somebody, yeah. and we don't hear the voice. It's just him looking really weird and awkward, and like, like, like. <laughs> Okay, I think it was probably in like a honest trailer or something like that. I don't know what it was, but it was it was really funny because they took like a good like 30 seconds of him just sitting there being really odd. It's like, yeah, you would be concerned, too, if you saw this guy looking like this and not hearing the voice that he's hearing. The last thing Eddie Um, Brooks says is he better go have a talk with this Spider-Man and then he vanishes. Yeah. However, but however, (laughs) a little slither of the symbiote is left behind in this universe, which that was really, really. I weird, don't understand and I didn't why understand that happened it. at all. I mean, but, I know, I know why it happened. I, I get why mm-hmm. it happened. I know what they're going to be doing. I just don't know why. I don't, I don't know why that wouldn't get zapped back to its own universe as well. Like, right. why is this little but, slither of, of of symbiote immune to the spell, or 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 I, or, uh, or the mm-hmm. MacGuffin button here? Like, what what what's happening? <laughs> We don't even know what how he's going, getting pushed back and forth between well, universes. What they're going to do we is they're going to actually bring uh, back what's his name from Spider Man Three. Don't know. Don't even say his name, Lee. <laughs> We're not doing that here. Foreman, Eric so, Foreman. That's uh, yeah, yeah, sure, Eric Foreman. All right. No, no, no. What what they're going to do with this, and it's very obvious, especially because they just ended with Spider Man making his own suit. They're gonna do black suit Spider Man. They and they're are. gonna connect. They're gonna connect Venom with of him. Of course they are. And it's gonna. It's and it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be pretty awesome. Um, I was very, very, very excited when Spider Man Three was coming out. Um, I say I was very excited when Spider Man Three was coming out. I think out. everybody not was. What, to not, be fair, <laughs> I think everybody was really excited. I think so it's Lee's favorite the, one out of the, all three of them. I was at the IMAX in Reading. Um, all excited to go. And uh, my wife and I went outside because we were smoking at the time. So like before the movie started, we, we left our like this gigantic thing of popcorn, a gigantic drink inside. And I'm, I'm still upset about my buddy doing this. And we went outside and we're out there smoking a cigarette or whatever. Don't smoke, kids. Not good for you. And um, all of a sudden a cop pulls up and starts walking up. And we're like, hey, you here to see the movie? He goes, nah, I wish somebody called in a bomb threat. I'm like, what? Next thing you know, it was like 20 seconds later, the whole theater poured oh, out. Oh, no. And I was like, are you kidding me? 
Like we were waiting for this forever. We had the tickets for, you know, like weeks out. And and then the worst part about it, my buddy left my popcorn and giant drink inside when he came out with it, with his date and just left it in there. I'm just like, Oh, did you happen to grab my food? He goes, Oh no, I didn't. I didn't know that you wanted it. I'm like, we just bought it. So we just spent like $20. Hang on, hang on, on hang on, hang on, hang drink. on. Back up, back up, back up. There's a threat of a bomb and you're worried about your popcorn. Well, it was, it was, it was a threat. It wasn't real. Who's going to, it was just somebody being a jerk. So we can see the Fine, movie. Granted, gr- granted it was somebody being a jerk, but still like. I want, dude, I spent a lot of money on that popcorn. Hey, it's Aunt May, not May. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, the, the, the this is the guy who doesn't want, this is the guy that you don't want. He doesn't want trailers lying to him. Well, like. Like what? Are you, what are you expecting? What does that listen, have to do with my listen, popcorn? Listen. So anyway, all I'm listen. all I'm getting at is I was really looking forward to this, and when they first started doing the symbiote, showing it in Spider-Man Three, I'm like, this is so awesome. I loved it in the and you know the the animated series. I think everybody was the stories really that I read. Everybody was really excited when the when the it even was looked for that. cool yeah, the way did. that they did it. I mean, when he's laying on the bed and it comes in the room and starts crawling on him, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, and he's hanging upside down, just like in the comics and in the cartoon. It was like, you know, uh, they did like a shot for shot. It was awesome. That movie turning into a disco kind of. It wasn't disco. It was jazz. It was disco. He was strutting down the street. I don't know. There's nothing more disco than that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so well, you can after tell, that the scene, way. after that scene, we get a little bit more credits, and then the movie goes into another end credit scene, which is basically just a trailer for Multiverse of Madness. It's looking yep. oh, very, it it's looking very Inception. We see Wanda, and we see dun, 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 Evil Strange from out of What If, What If, which mm. got mm. me really, really happy. <laughs> like I was oh, so happy. Yep. So, and that's it. We're done. And that's yeah. It. Final thoughts? Either of you? I'll let you guys close it out because I'm done talking. Still my favorite MCU. Of course it is. Yeah, I, I, I respect I that. I want to watch it again. I respect that. I respect that it's your favorite film. I respect that you're ready to put that stamp down on it right now. And I hope that... Well, I, I, can, I can see why it is. Can you? You know, there's just there's so, there's so much in it, you know? And, it's, and the fact that it's bringing in other, like franchises if you will um into it at the same time it's like wow you've got like the mcu you've got these two other um iterations of spider-man and netflix it's all 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 three yeah and netflix and 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 you're you bring in all these different franchises all together in one i'm like it's it's a really well-rounded movie and they did it pretty seamlessly the best of so many worlds they did so So i can see why you love it so much but for me it's like i want to be very very sure before i put my stamp on you don't want to be lied to you know it's just i don't want to be lied to no i honestly like endgame was like mind-blowing it was fantastic it was so good it was i mean it had all of my favorite things you know you got space travel time travel superheroes so it's like oh man what else could you ask for you know and you had a conclusion yay unlike the one that came out before it you know there was actually a conclusion um so this I can I can see why you're so excited about it. Um, I thought that um, Far From Home was fantastic because I didn't expect anything after Endgame to to really be good. 
So I was like, whoa, this is so much better than Homecoming, although I do have my my place for Homecoming. Um, yeah, I think this movie is, is fantastic because it brought it. T- it took. One of my favorite franchises, mainly because Spider-Man 2 was just one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. Um, and they brought that in mm, by that. You know, he means I mean, Spider-Man even, 3. No, yep. So, um, yeah. I mean, all in all, I think it's great. I, I'd say it's it's up there in my top five for the MCU. That's the best I can say right now. I'd put it in my top five. Yeah. I don't think I would say number one. Actually, I know I'm not going to say number one. I mean, I'm really I'm still really partial to Iron Man because it started everything. Mm. And I think it, it was a great introduction to stuff. So it's, it's hard for me to really rank anything else with it. I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but it's like it's it's unfair for me to compare I, all I can really break things down to is probably top five at this point. I don't know. I, th- I think it depends on what kind of movies you like as well, because everything is mm-hmm. so different from one another. Like, I'm still, I still have a real soft spot for Winter Soldier. Like, to me, I still mm-hmm. think that's one of the better MCU films that, that they've done so far. That's in my top five. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here's, my, um, here's, my, I, here's my question, though. All the questions that we have now, Black Suit Spider-Man, all of these things... Are, they, are we going to get these answers in a fourth Spider-Man movie, or will they be answered in um, the new Doctor Strange? So I can answer that. Madness? I can answer that. I think the answer is both, because Tom Holland has, to my knowledge, from what I've read, signed on to do at least three more of these films. Whether or not they're directly connected to MCU, they'll be. Or come Sony. on, man! They're gonna be connected to the MCU. I don't think. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think they're gonna to be like point, strictly but I don't, but I, Sony. I don't know come if on. The, no, but I'm, I'm wondering if Feige is going to be involved. Listen, listen because of the way that they're dragging the, it if on. If you look at what the MCU is doing right now, it is very much looking like they're doing Secret War. You're not doing that without Spider-Man. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. So it's. It, it, well, yeah, but I mean, he can come back. Of course, he can for some Secret War stuff. But I, I'm just thinking that if they're going to do another movie of Spider-Man. I don't think it's going to be in the same universe because they're going to give if, him a chance to kind of branch off into a darker universe for a bit. It has to be in the same universe. If it, Listen, um, it, if the, Sony wants is, to do another Spider-Man movie, they can do another amazing Spider-Man movie. I think this completely... I don't think they're going to do they, that. They absolutely could. I think this movie completely going revitalized to. Andrew Garfield's role as Spider-Man. I think they could absolutely do something like that. I think Toby mm. could get a Spider-Man 4. I absolutely, mm. I believe that those two things could happen. They were supposed to do. Oh, actually, no. Spider Man Three was supposed to have a lot. Was supposed to be a lot different. The Vulture was supposed to be in think, it and everything think, too. John I, I Malkovich. Think, I, I think there was supposed to be a Spider Man Four with Vulture. Yeah, John Malkovich was going to be him, and that would have been fantastic. I remember, yes. Yeah, that would have been weird. John yeah. Malkovich as Vulture. I'm the Vulture. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I pray on the week so I can be a vulture. We are done. We are going to get out of here. It has Thank been a God. long one. It's over. We are all tired. Yeah, this is definitely Chuck's longest. Yeah. Yeah. My, I think our longest total so far up until this one was um, Snyder Cut. Yeah, that was a long one, too. All right, guys. Okay. Well, uh, it's late. I'm tired. I'm out. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, same here. See you later. (laughs) Have a good one, everybody.